Welcome back, Coyotes fans, to episode 58 of the Chirpin' Yotes podcast. A uh, little bit of a somber. We've got a little bit of fun. We have a whole bunch to talk about. Big roller coaster. Uh, we also have a special guest, AZ Sports Guy, also known as AZ, also known as Matt, too. In regards to this podcast, I got Grandy, I got Haynes, I got Matt. Boys, how are we doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, well, aside from the results of last night, of course. But feeling much better about it this morning as we're going to talk about here going forward. So looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, kind of kind of a like gut check feeling last night when the vote didn't go the way that everybody expected. Took a solid 24 hours or so before I kind of felt good about everything again. Yeah, you know, it definitely, you know, a, a pretty dark night in terms of just trying to I stayed up late. I mean, it was. It was 11 o'clock when those results came out, and I here I am at you know midnight in my room sitting here just pondering the possibility of maybe not having a team anymore. So definitely happy to see that you know there's some hopefully positive news now coming back out around, and there there might be that light again at the end of the tunnel. And Mr. AC Sports Guy, please, how are you doing? Oh, I I am actually ecstatic. So uh, I was so nervous. Like, my my gut leading up to it said it was going to be a yes, and the closer and closer we got, I just kind of accepted it was going to fail because we can't have nice things. Uh, so it it was like disappointment, but not surprised. And then I just spent the entire time being like, this fucking team has died how many times? Like, they'll be fine. And then just absolutely trash talking. So I, I'm actually in a really good mood because I get to do more trash talking today. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, go ahead and tell people back at home what you do. Normally, besides shit posts on Twitter, of course. Uh, shit posts on Twitter. Um, pretend I'm a real journalist and uh, make stupid YouTube videos in what is the equivalent of my mother's basement. Fair enough. He also okay. loses Nick Schmaltz trade arguments to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> With the top on the top ropes, as always, Matt won for the sake of this podcast. All right, boys. So let's go ahead and actually let me just give a quick thanks. Uh, for everyone that listened to our super special three-hour-long draft lottery special. Hopefully I edit that out and remember to. Uh, <laughs> just big thank you to all the guests, people that listened. We had great feedback. We definitely will do that again next year. Asterisk. And one, one little note to uh, Truman. I know we said we would talk about on Twitter, we would talk about Dalibar Dvorsky this podcast, but that is going to be pushed to next podcast. Guesses are just there's too much to cover with the uh, with no vote. So, okay. And so with that, it's a resounding no. And uh, I mean, it, it was it was shocking. And I think uh, Matt too said it perfectly. Uh, just a felt hopeful. And, you know, I heard that oh, big turnout is usually a good thing for us. And then we see that it was a pretty pretty big no. So, uh, AZ Sports guy, you want to go ahead and just kind of give us the, the first initial feeling there on the ground over there. Uh, well, you could cut the tension with a butter knife, like pretty much anywhere around this election. And typically when it's record turnouts, I, I, I brought up the, the last big election um, as an example where people are usually motivated by anger. And it's like there's a lot of misinformation, a lot of really naive people, just to not be too mean. Uh, naive people were very angry, despite the fact there's no basis of reality for it. So it's like kind of expecting it to be disappointing news and like okay so what's the next step and then once you finally got it it's like all right you hurt me again let's let's figure out what's going on next it's almost a kink at this point i think for the coyotes it's just something we do down here in the desert but 
Grandy, what were you thinking throughout the whole night? You're up there in Minnesota. Honestly, I got the news and it was a gut punch. It it rocked my world at first because I, I was I was completely expecting a yes. I was confident going into it, which I don't know why. We can't have nice things as Coyotes fans. Can come on, no. <laughs> no. Um, but, so yeah, it was a gut punch. I stayed off of social media until nine a.m. my time this morning. Just completely just didn't go on, and then immediately got on and started arguing with some people on there, including a CEO of a certain sports website that definitely one of the weaker ones out there. But we're, we'll be watching that. And the, no, no, no. No, the PR no, no. people said we can say it. So, I mean, I check it. they got a <laughs> no, thumbs up. No, no. So, you want to check? He said no. So, sorry. I, they get permission, though. We're good. So, but I, I can tell you, I was, I was, like I said, gut punched last night. And I am definitely feeling much better and much more confident about it this morning or not this morning, tonight. So, it's, it feels good. It looks good. There's, other options we can do um just looking at moving forward and seeing where this goes so and matt before haynes goes and i, I give my thoughts what, what were you thinking over there we heard so all so at seven thirty last night uh i'm i'm just hanging out in my room my phone starts going off and it's our admin chat for the facebook group and um, I, three lines I'm going to read. Jeff says, I hate being that guy, but I have a bad feeling about the vote. Um, one response is, yeah, I just had that thought too. I'm nervous. And the final one is, we have zero fucking luck. So why would today be any different? Um, it, it's kind of the story of being a Coyotes fan following this saga. Um, there was originally the idea that they were going to go to Scottsdale and that falls through and they end up out in Glendale. turns out to be a bad situation. Um, they leave Glendale thinking that they've got Tempe in the bag. This is a great proposal. And here we are. I mean, this, there was a, a complete lack of, I, I don't want to call it push, but it almost felt like um, the team assumed this was going to go through. And I think a lot of people thought that right up until the last minute and the no was, it was a killer. I mean, you can't be a fan of this team going back to the nineties and not at some point have to wonder like, why, why am I still putting myself through this? And I mean, I know why I'm not going to not be a fan, but last night was, it was very, very, very difficult thinking that we were approaching the light at the end of the tunnel. You got Haynes. Yeah. I mean, you know, for me, I mean, I, I was up till 11 o'clock. I mean, uh, over here on the East coast waiting for these results and, you know, it, and I watched the PH and X coyote show and I, I saw firsthand, I saw the reports come out and I mean, it, it, it utterly destroyed me inside, you know, this is, this is a team that, you know, I've been a fan of since I was five. I mean, the Coyotes, I, I've said this before. The reason I got into hockey is because I saw the Coyotes on TV when I was five years old. Without them, I, I didn't become a player. I didn't become 
a coach. I didn't become a fan. I didn't become now a writer and all that covering the team. So um, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say right afterwards, the first thoughts in my head were, I don't want to write anymore if this team's not around. I, I mean, it definitely came to my mind that if the Kais weren't going to be a team, I didn't want to continue doing this because my heart wouldn't be in it anymore. Um, you know, it, it it's it's a lot when we've heard this over the years, and, you know, we've had these close calls before, but last night really did feel like when I first heard the no that this legitimately might be it. This might be, you know, the final nine lives here for the Kais. This, this might be the killer right here for the team. So just kind of being alone with myself, kind of, you know, having to think here, you know, it's late at night. I don't really have anybody else to text besides, you know, you guys all in Arizona and, you know, out West and all that, but just by myself, my room, just thinking myself, you know, what, what do I do next? Like, I, I want to be a writer. I want to write. The reason I got into writing was because of the Coyotes. What do I do if there's not the Coyotes? What, what do all these fans in Arizona do if they don't have a hockey team? What about the youth program? So, I mean, I, I'd be lying if I say I wasn't over, you know, overreacting last night. You know, I definitely was uh, mentally not right in the head. I was definitely very worried about the state of this hockey team and, you know, the, the direction it was going. Not hearing from Gutierrez uh, right there and there that night they were committed to Arizona definitely, you know, worried me for sure that maybe they finally for once didn't think there was actually going to be any hope that this was just, this was it. There was no need to say we're committed. This was just a killer. Um, also, I feel better tonight. You know, it, it's better um, now, now that we've heard Craig Morgan come out and say something, honestly, Craig knows something, uh, you know, if Craig says something like that, Craig, Craig's a respected guy in, around the league and especially in Arizona, if he says there's something, there's something. So, you know, you, we just have to keep optimism. That's all we can really do. Um, I mean, you guys said that best. I mean, keeping optimism is really the the only thing we can do as fans right now. But it, it was definitely it was definitely a couple really scary, lonesome hours. I felt like for a second for me there, just trying to think of, uh, I mean, what what do I do? So I like that you touched on Gutierrez there, and that he almost looked shooken when he came out. He gave a brief statement, walked off, didn't take questions. Um, that almost lended itself to, yeah, the coyotes, they, they thought this was in the bag. They, so when everybody sees that last night, I, I get why there's a lot of people who don't, don't like where it's going. Um, Alex Morello, I, I, I have a lot more faith in him. I think than a lot of people do. Um, there's a lot of people that still have issues with, uh, Glendale and taxes and, that whole scenario that played out there and it wasn't a good thing. Wasn't necessarily a terrible thing, but I I can't imagine he went into this deal knowing or thinking that if this doesn't work. I don't know what I'm going to do next. So that wasn't the first thought that popped into my mind after this, but you had to know there's going to be a plan B, right? I mean, I I've seen AZ sports guy talk a little bit about on about it on Twitter about different options they have. Um, what's out there? Before there's, we there's go quite, in, before we before we keep going with that, Tyler didn't get his thoughts in on how he felt last yeah, night. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to ruin the flow on that. Oh, but sorry, uh, sorry, Tyler. No, you're fine. No, you're good. You're good. Um, it's a scotch actually, night, boys. It's, it's, I actually have a advertisement of a Mountain Dew, hard Mountain Dew, so PepsiCo. Not a sponsor. I got you. 
<laughs> not a sponsor, but should be, as uh, Luca Pinsky always can said. Be. Can be. Can be. I'd, I'm can down, be. PepsiCo. I have a Pepsi right here from this morning. So by all means, Pepsi, I give you enough money. Give some of it back. Um, but uh, anyway, this is uh, actually, I, really I was playing. Say I'm drinking a Coke. Get off Based. the podcast. Like Get off, Granny. <laughs> Get off, Granny. <laughs> Matt, too, you're on thin ice, sir. I'm always you're on, on thin, thin ice. ice. I'm fat. <laughs> hey, look, man. I... Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I was all like. Right. <laughs> Laissez faire, baby. I'm off that one. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Um, anyway, anyway. Tyler. Tyler, sorry for excluding We always you. do this. We always do this. Uh, but anyways, um, this is a serious show, okay? God. We had Scott Wheeler on last week. This is a serious show. Come on. This is a serious show, boys. We're in the show business. We have a network that I didn't introduce. We're part of the Inside the Ring podcast network. But <laughs> I'm depressed. I'm allowed. Um, hey, Matt, too, you didn't sign like a, 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 what is that, like conflict of interest or like a... Oh, I forged a signature, so it doesn't matter. Okay, all right, cool. Even if he did, it doesn't matter. I mean, this is all property. By the way, your YouTube show belongs to us. No big deal. Sorry, sorry, I forgot to mention that part. It was it was in the asterisk I sent you. You'll get a check in the mail. Anyway, as I was saying, I was actually... For uh, $3 this show is made. Hey. I'll take five. I want a little more be, than There that. could be 20 cents in there somewhere if I didn't launder you it. You put us into the red, dude. <laughs> you cost a lot of money, Matt, too. My department said, you want to get who on the show? I was like, Come on. Come on, $2 and a Coke, but it better be a bottled Coke. We only uh, serve Pepsi products here? Yeah, I'll say bad. Sorry. <laughs> I got Pepsi products. I got Hard Mountain Dew. All right. Yeah, All right. Give me your yes. address, baby. I'll bring you Oh, yes. My thoughts. Uh, well, not a lot of those in my head, but as for last <laughs> night, um, I was actually playing lacrosse with my cousins. Not a big deal. We have an adult league we're joining, and uh, it was actually right at 8. I remember sitting down and like, oh, shit, the vote. Oh, excitedly pull my phone like the fucking idiot here comes the tr- train getting ready to hit me right and I saw there was a no and I was like oh shit and Josh my cousin was with me he was like it didn't go through did it and I said no and he just said I'm sorry man he was quiet it was like a funeral happened we had some depressed Del Taco went on home but um you know I think Before I, you continue, I just like to point out that Grandy just took a drink of coke and made sure that the label was pointed at the camera <laughs> are you paid by coke you better ask you inside the ring for you're allowed to do that. I you're allowed. I mean, I was wondering who'd catch that. Randy, I can't think and look at things at the same time. We know this. We know this. Why they edit in the dark, like like Aaron Rodgers does. They don't do this for fun. Like it just takes all my energy to do one thing. You don't see the steam right. coming out of here? <laughs> all right. Good lord. Um, anywho. Yeah, it was a gut punch. I mean, I, I think. As Matt said perfectly, I think the team thought they had it. I think they're like, oh, yeah, we got this. There's no need to do this or whatever. And it, it was a, definitely a hit to their pride, too, which I think, you know, from Gutierrez, all that good stuff. But I mean, hey, to that I say, let's annex the Blue Jays, baby, because if they can't have one, neither can we. If we can't have one, neither can they. So, cheers. <laughs> cheers, baby. It's not, it's not a baseball back. town, bro. Like, Nashville makes sense. Blue Jays live there. Perfect transition. Start with the Blue Jays. Grab the Senators. We can move them to Kansas City since they're all about getting teams. Uh, we we Senators, should grab Calgary Chiefs, matches, right? Because you know that that arena deal is just terrible. Let's get them out of there. The Oilers they haven't been relevant. Uh, you can keep the Maple Leafs. I want that pain forever. Let's get let's get Vancouver out of there. all these markets. They're trying to move teams to move them to them, and just we'll keep the Maple Leafs and the Blue Jays are ours. We'll hey, but they can keep Montreal though because I don't want to learn French. Okay. Uh, I the hell's agree, the Montreal? 
Move them to Quebec City. So it's Toronto and then Quebec City. You can have less profits. <laughs> My man. Oh, that's wait, why you're so expensive. Move Winnipeg the bill is so high, but it makes Newfoundland. sense. They can move Winnipeg to Newfoundland and put all of the Canadian teams on the East Coast and just piss off like the rest of Canada. All the new Jets just to taunt them. The Newfoundland to new Jets. So the old Jets, the new Jets, newer Jets. Can we just move oh the Jets down to south a little bit? What would that be? North Dakota? Well, so so we already came up, up with a name. We already came up with a name for the Jets. It's the Utah Helicopters. <laughs> I forgot. That's stupid. About I love that. it. <laughs> All right, that I'll take it. All right. It's so moving canceled. moving forward it's with crazy. the hockey stuff. Um, yes. Matt number two, Mateo. Uh, what are the options for the Coyotes? Uh, so a lot of people weren't there for that monstrous uh, first Tempe Council meeting back in, I think it was June. Look, everything's blended together. I'm getting old. But it was stated by one of the no votes that converted when it was time to go to referendum. And the question was asked, it's a paraphrase, obviously, you know, other cities expressed interest. Why don't you take this proposal to them? And it was heavily implied to be other Arizona cities. So a couple of places that would be really good, Chandler, Mesa. There are some areas in Phoenix, but I'd prefer not Phoenix because there's an entire little contest, pissing contest going on over there. Oh, uh, Grandy. Don't go as far as Gilbert. I, I love Gilbert. Don't go as far as Gilbert. Ugh. That's Glendale of the East Valley. Distance, not quality. Obviously, Gilbert's better than Glendale. But there are a couple of cities there. There's at least two or three different reserve land sites. There's a Salt River uh, site that's basically a stone's throw away from where they want to build anyway. Tempe gets the traffic, none of the profits, which is kind of one of the main reasons I really thought Tempe was going to be smart and vote yes on this. Um, there's Talking Stick Resort uh, option. There is where the Rising are currently playing. They're getting ready to build that stadium in Phoenix, so they could do something with that. So you have multiple options there. And also, you could just go to Matt Ishbia and be like, look, dog, let us in. And as someone let us who is in. starting to work at Glendale Arena again tomorrow, I can confirm they do still have their hockey stuff. It's not going to happen, but... Hey, worst comes to worst, we, I guess. We, we can take it over. We can go all Christopher Columbus Day on that Glendale Arena. That's ours again. <laughs> My man said just plant the flag. Grandy, <laughs> quick question, though, Grandy. If they go back to Phoenix, do we... Uh, yeah. Okay, so I made the joke we... earlier in our group chat that mm -hmm. if the city of Phoenix steps up, Madishbia steps up, and uh, they work out a joint arena, that the city of Phoenix would see the greatest villain to hero turn <laughs> since Zuko. Phoenix Coyotes, baby. Here they come. I was going to say, they're going back to the Phoenix Coyotes. I would take that. I oh, loved yeah. it. I, I still I mean, I like Arizona Coyotes. Obviously, it's fine, but I just like Phoenix Coyotes. I don't know. The only thing I, I didn't I like about I the Phoenix that. Coyotes was the jerseys. Like, once they got that, out of the yeah. Pachinas and yeah. nothing nothing that had the Phoenix brand on it looked good. So, I, as, yeah, as long as they great. stick with the Arizona yeah. Coyotes stuff, yeah. I don't care if they change the name back, but the brand, it has to stay what it is. I mean, at least the but the dollar jar we have every time a Canadian whoever announcer calls the Phoenix Coyotes. I mean, that'll kind of go away once they're back in Phoenix. Yeah, but people are going to be really confused right. when they announce the Arizona Coyotes and they're the Phoenix Coyotes again. <laughs> you guys, me, baby, believer. It, it was it was around 2014. I think it was NHL 15 when they they first switched the name over. 
this is one of my favorite clips of all time. It's a YouTube video. And it was like, I still can't tell if it was sarcasm or not. It's like, we're going to you know, use this brand new team for the franchise mode. They just moved from Phoenix to Arizona. We're going to use the Arizona Coyote. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> See, one thing I, I want to say about the, brand, about the branding too. I personally am a bigger fan of the Arizona branding of the Arizona things because it creates a bigger sense it, it of does it, it makes it inclusive it makes it inclusive um when i lived in arizona i was in northern arizona i was in northern arizona so phoenix coyotes i mean i cheered for them and all of that but the arizona coyotes it just sounded better when the junior team was up there as the arizona coyotes playing in prescott than the phoenix coyotes so I don't know. That's what that's what I like about the branding of the year. So back to basically what uh what Mateo finished with there. Um the big issue with the Coyotes playing in Phoenix before was Robert Sarver is no more. Mm-hmm. And not yeah. only are hockey fans happy about that, but NBA fans are very happy about that. Um oh, yeah. I I love the idea of uh, maybe not sharing footprint. Um, uh, there's been oh, discussion something. about, yeah, you know, build something new. Mm-hmm. He's talked about wanting a new building um, because of renovation costs at footprint. Why? What? What is stopping a collaboration between him and Alex Morello, where the Coyotes don't necessarily need to sell the team? but some sort of trust situation where the two of them contribute X amount of dollars and the city of Phoenix contributes a small amount because now they're getting the Suns and the Coyotes. So so why wouldn't the city contribute a little bit at that point? They got two teams there. Um, and get them a new barn. Get them a dual-purpose arena because Footprint's not really set up for it. I don't know if anybody remembers going to games in America mm-hmm. West, but was that the East End of the arena, um, the upper deck overhung and you couldn't actually see the West end of the rink, depending on how far up you sat. I don't know if that would still be an issue, uh, with some of the renovation they've done since, you know, in the last 20 years, but footprints really not set up for hockey, but why wouldn't that make sense? So, I mean, one thing I wanted to bring up with this, the last two mayors of Phoenix, the last two ex-mayors, I don't know how the current one stands, but the last two ex-mayors of Phoenix have both tried and tried and tried and tried to make this partnership happen. They've pushed for this to happen. They've wanted this to happen. It is such a natural fit that it's really a shame that Robert Sarver was, well... Robert Sarver. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. An exactly. abusive asshole. Uh, garbage? Monster. Just human Blue. garbage? <laughs> ruined uh, everything. The the Blackhawks Wilson. embodied in an NBA owner. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. But it, we just call really him racist. Is, like, yeah, yeah, uh, racist, idiotic, false, uh, spastic. I can, I can keep going on. Mouth breather. Ooh, there we go. I like that one. <laughs> it, it really is a bummer, though, Flip that Robert in. Sarver was Robert Sarver because this, this White. should have happened yeah. years ago. It really should have. So, 
Um, well, Ding Dong, the witch yeah, is dead. Come on, knocking coyotes. Come on, AZ, Sorry, I, the uh, I interrupted you. So, I, I just wanted to point out the biggest reason that it wouldn't work is is because of why they left in the first place. Because you, you're not maximizing your revenue. If they're gonna play at footprint, like Ishbia would need to buy the team, or Ishbia would be like, hey. You can play here, and it's better to play in front of like thirteen thousand fans and five thousand fans while you're building Salt River or whatever else. If they were to go joint venture into a new arena, let's just say that they tear something else down, still pretty close. You want to keep it close to where the the footprint center is, and you could do whatever you want with the footprint center land afterwards. And you want to do a collaborative effort, you still have to figure out who's getting what advertising money, who's getting this revenue and that revenue. But as long as they figured it out and had a nice dual purpose arena, because I mean, while there were a couple of obstructed, you know, views and even Glendale, you still could have, you know, high school or college games there. So you can still have a basketball facility. You can make it work. It, it works in other places. You can make it work. Just they have to figure out the financial aspect. And so long as they can do that or Matt Ishbia decides to be the Chad we all think he is and just say, Alex, you can run the sports book stuff. I'll buy the team or at least the majority of the team. And everyone's happy. <laughs> That would be great. I mean, uh, so ultimately, I, I feel like that's what Morello's still in this for. He owns Sahara in Vegas. He's made his money through gambling, um, along with radio stations and and a few other things. But yeah, that that's got to be a big part of the reason why he still wants to be in Arizona. So yes, I do agree with that. Um, my my counter to that would be L.A. makes it work with. Mm-hmm. What was the Staples Center? I, I don't know what where they're Crypto playing now. But yeah, they're, they're they're sharing. You know, it, they're they've got a dual purpose arena there. Um, there there's multiple dual purpose arenas across the country. Madison Square Garden, TD Garden. Um, you know, teams are are very good about sharing revenue. And granted, I know with maybe it's the Celtics and the Bruins. Uh, both are owned by. TD Entertainment or whatever. I, I know there's a couple Let's of, go. you know, scenarios where um, both teams are owned by the same ownership group, so it works. But it, compromise has worked across multiple leagues for multiple teams. Um, there, there's no reason this can't actually work, especially if they're starting from scratch. Both guys get a new building. Um, Morello gets his sports book. He might even be willing to to take a, a 60-40 backseat or even a 70-30 backseat because it means the Coyotes are here. He gets his sports book. Um, Matt Ishba gets his advertising money and everybody's happy. I, I don't I don't know that at granted I'm not a multi billionaire who's ever had to go through these kind of negotiations. But I can't see how they couldn't come to an agreement and make it work where both of them come out on top. Oh, they could. I, I agree with you. They could. And it could have just been a Sarver thing. It could have just been the Coyotes were a secondary tenant, so they got a, a worse deal. So collaborating on, on an arena could make it an actual fair deal on both sides or both benefit heading into it. It's just because it didn't work in the past, that was one of the biggest sticking points with them playing at Footprint specifically. So I don't know if you remember this, um, I, and this is this is me trying to go off a of memory here. Mm-hmm. Was the NHL in discussions with Robert Sarver when 
they originally built what was America West Arena back in what, like 1992. Um, and they were talking with him about it being dual purpose. And then the NHL at the time decided Arizona wasn't going to be a thing. And Sarver said, okay, case closed. This is going to be an NBA, NBA only thing. And then the NHL came back to him after the fact. He let them play there, but never really wanted them to stay. It would have been Colangelo, but yes. Or Colangelo, maybe. I was just about to say, wasn't it Colangelo back then? Yeah. So I do believe that was accurate. The whole thing was originally there was going to be some kind of dual arena built, and the NHL had come out and said, we're not going to do this. It's not a good time. We don't have somebody to move. Uh, We're not expanding. So you do what you're going to do. And Colangelo basically said, okay, NBA only. They built the arena. It didn't work out for hockey. The Coyotes moved to Glendale, and here we are. So was there ever really an issue with a dual-purpose arena downtown? The concept, no. But the concept of a dual-purpose, no. I, I think it was just when they came in, it was a basketball arena. They obviously weren't going to do too much to it to try to accommodate or, or you really couldn't do too much to it. Which like you kind of stuck with the bad sight lines. Um, so it's like, I think they it was just a perfect location, bad pairing. And if it would have been when the building was built, it designed for dual purpose because even Glendale can work for dual purpose. I've seen the basketball uh, court set up in there. So it's like if it would have been built that way from the start, I think it's probably fine. I mean, like you mentioned, Crypto Arena, and there's a couple other arenas that share, you know, dual purpose for their basketball and hockey. That's insane. Yeah, it's how like the Coyotes have just almost been cursed from the jump. Like it's just been from the literal first step. It's just been something that just a snag here, snag there, small thing it, here, and it all just adds up. It's the curse of Solani. Yeah, there, there's some irony here, too, that the NHL was like, no, you go ahead and build your basketball arena. We don't know if Arizona is going to be a thing. And now the league will not let Arizona die. Which and is based. Bettman, and yeah, Bettman, no, was, Bettman was the uh, commissioner all the way back in 92. So it's not like, you know, Bettman came in and the thought changed. Like, this, this could have all been solved had in... 1993 or whatever, when America West was built. If the NHL had just said, yeah, build it dual purpose, we'll get a team there in a couple years. Imagine how different it would be now. AWA is a weird acronym because I almost thought it was AMA. (laughs) I knew it's America West Arena, but my my brain kept saying M instead of W. I'm like, no, it doesn't sound right. (laughs) Uh, you know the the one that will though. always the one that will always stand out to me is I don't know if you guys had like a PS one or PS two or whatever it was but like playing like NHL like two thousand one mm-hmm. when on the loading screen it always showed like the outside of every arena mm-hmm. and it was always America West Arena and because of that I will never call like every time somebody's like oh it's at Footprint Center I'm like oh yeah it's America West where the Coyotes used to play. <laughs> that, that will always First. stick with me. U.S. Airways Center stuck with me for the longest time because I became a Suns fan. Pretty much mainly an Arizona sports fan. 2006, late 2006, 07. That was like the time I started watching sports. It's like so the it was time always I started US listening Airways to Metalcore. Ah, <laughs> uh, Metalcore. 
I'm more of a country boy myself. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's terrible. Haynes, I'll we've, we've kind of like gone off course here a little bit. Um, what do you think about the Coyotes sharing with, you know, Matt Ishba and Phoenix? Wait, Haynes, yeah. before, you answer that, before you answer that, what do you think of Luke Bryan? Answer both. You're not allowed to answer one without yes. the other. You got to answer both. First, Luke Bryan, then Arena. I don't. I don't mind Luke Bryan. I like his music. You're right. And that was Haynes with the show. Haynes, have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any um, Arena thoughts? You're on thin ice. Yeah. So you know, actually, I I have an article in the morning fat? about this. No, I just um, say he's on thin ice. You implied that he was fat. That's a bias. Oh, you, sir. I'm pretty sure what Mateo said was, <laughs> if you're on thin ice, that was your implicit bias within, sir. That wasn't me calling him. Fat. I said he's on thin ice. A popular expression found in northern parts of the country. Your implicit bias said he was, not me. I would never assume such a thing. I think he's beautiful. Um, um, yeah. So you know, I I actually have an article coming out on this tomorrow that I had to re go back and change after the news was broke by by Craig Morgan that there's a potential chance that there's something else in the works here in Arizona. So I had to go back and add a little bit, but I do bring up the, the possibility of, you know, the Coyotes going to footprint and, you know, and sharing with the Suns. And, you know, I bring up the same, I brought up the same issues as y'all did, you know, revenue sharing was a big thing first time around why you saw the Coyotes leave. Um, other issue right now is the renovations done in 2020 that were 50 million plus done by the Suns. The, the arena is not really, able to accommodate hockey um if they were to move in so there, hang on hang on yes yeah. i guess the question is do you like the idea not so much like oh, no, is it bad. logistically yeah. possible but do you like the idea of them downtown phoenix sharing a building uh what would probably have to be a new building you know like like you just brought up right now it's probably not feasible long term mm -hmm. that they play at footprint so do you like the idea of commingling the Suns and the Coyotes? I, you know, I do. I mean, right now, I feel like we can't really be stingy with what we like and don't like just because, you know, th there is only so many options available for the Coyotes right now. Um, I do like the idea of moving to Phoenix. I think the reason it is such a beneficial move is just because of the location where Phoenix is in Arizona. You know, it, it's right there, theoretically central right there in the middle and all that. You... You have a it, it's right in the way of your East Valley fans and the West Valley fans that we did have. There were West Valley fans and all that. You get a, a good travel from both sides to come into Phoenix. I think the Coyotes have such memorable times in Phoenix. I mean, people have to look at it. in their first six years in Arizona. They made the playoffs. I think five out of those six years they were pretty good team coming into the NHL. Um, you know, and thanks in part to some of those players they had, but. I mean, I would be all for it. I mean, it's not up to me. It, you know, it's not. It's up to Matt Ishba if he decides he wants to go through with this partnership. Um, I definitely think it would not hurt for the Coyotes, honestly, to you know go forward and you know reach out to him. The worst he can say is no. Um, but I, you know, I'm not opposed against it. I mean, it would be nice for the Coyotes to have their own kind of little thing. But you know, if it if it comes down to you need somewhere to go, and Ishba says, "Hey, I'm I'm open to working out something here and having a joint arena." I'm I'm all for it, and mainly because my real funny fact here: my younger brother is is not a not a Suns fan. He hates Devin Booker. Don't know why. Um, he he is a Coyotes fan though. He texts is me he your, is he your blood brother or is he adopted? He's Man. a blood brother. I think this partnership has, and just just based on the fact you're related to him, 
And you like Luke Bryan. <laughs> um, Luke Bryan? He, he did say what it was called, though. He did say that if – if he, I did text him today because he's a Kai fan. I said, you know, if, if Ishba gets this deal done, you, you know, you, you have to buy a Devin Booker jersey. That's the first thing I said to him. And he said, man, I, he said, that's really tough. He said – he said, but if Ishba and the Coyotes were to work on how they'd move, he said, I, I would buy a white and a purple Devin Booker jersey. He said, I will shake hands with you on that. I said, I will bookmark this and get this in writing from you because I don't believe you unless it actually happens and you actually do it. So I really hope. What basketball team does. is he like, though, real quick? What basketball uh, team does he, he is like? He is a. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't remember the last time I asked him who he's a fan oh, of right now. Oh, he's a fan it. of the. Um... Hornets. No, he used to be a fan of the Hornets. Are the Bobcats um, still a team? I don't follow basketball. Yeah, uh, that's, that's uh, the Hornets, no, Hornets now. now. Hornets oh, okay, now. so the same team. Um, okay. Yeah. You know who he's a fan of? It's, it's like really Golden weird. Don't know why he's a Pelicans. fan of them. I'm, I'm pretty sure. No, I'm pretty sure he's a fan. If I remember correctly, of the Washington Wizards. Oh, so the Coyotes oh. of the, the NBA. NBA. <laughs> I and I know that one because, like Wayne Gretzky being involved in the Coyotes, Michael Jordan was involved in the Wizards. Yeah, and he also even funnier. He's a Lions fan than be and the NFL. So at, oh, the Lions wow. kind of at one point were the Coyotes of the NFL. So yes, he's somehow managed. Well, no, that was to, the Cleveland know, Browns. That was the Cleveland Browns. Oh yeah, it's the Cleveland Lions. Browns. The Lions were like the I don't know what's another team that's never won the Ducks. They've won one, and I know the Lions haven't, but they're just perpetually bad. And no offense to Ducks fans, yeah. I really enjoy your team. Like. There's something fun about your team, except Trevor Zegras, who's British people. I'm sorry, he's a cunt. Um, but I see you next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. That's what Chase always says. I don't know. You text yeah. me. I like that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, so the lion, the lions aren't really the Coyotes. That's a Browns. That's a Browns thing. Yeah, I, I guess you could say the lions are more like I don't, I don't know. I'm not lions trying to go awesome. too far topic here. I'd say they're maybe like shut up, Michigan boy. The brand new yeah. Lions, baby. I'd say maybe like I, I could say like some of them brand like maybe new like Lions. I'm thinking a Canadian team. I could say maybe like the Ottawa of the NHL. Like there you go. Ew. That's I mean, perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, the team say, nobody cares like about with poor attendance, and they somehow always end up playing on Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's tradition. I watch the Lions lose oh, every Thanksgiving. Or else we can't relax on our on enjoying Good our meal. My poor Uncle Drew and Josh, they're both diehard Lions fans. So I get Michigan games on Saturday, Lions games on Sundays here at the house. So, so you get disappointed daily. No, I'm just kidding. Damn. Not me, man. No, we're Coyotes Look, man. fans. We can't talk about disappointment. Yeah, I know. Like I'm that. like, I mean, <laughs> pot, meat, kettle. Like, uh, I mean, I mean, I like Texas A&M. They don't do nothing. They get overhyped up. Like, this the is our year. Missing, then... The only thing missing is like a shot across the Maple Leafs bow right now. I hate the Maple Leafs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, like nobody, stinks. nobody has been as bad as the Maple Leafs have been for fifty some odd years. It's kind of a perfect transition. Do, do they resign Dubas? Do they keep? I, you know what? I don't know. Like he, Dubas was doing that whole like, "Am I? Aren't I coming back?" thing. Like I'm going to be cryptic because it's the millennial GM thing to do. It's like Cheers, you got to keep in the will. They won't. They are they going to fall in love? They finally going to give it away this season? No. Just kiss already. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think it's it's stay. I mean, I don't already. know. Like it's it's actually very dubious of or very Toronto of dubious to be like, will they? Won't they? Well, because like, they never do. In the mouth. I don't know. We'll find out next season. 
Find out next time on Dragon the next episode of Will They Won't They. Love the Dragon Ball Z references. That shows our age. Haynes is like, the fuck's Dragon Ball Z? Uh, the hell you mean Naruto? I know a Dragon Ball Z. I started on Dragon Ball. I love Dragon Ball. Hey, it's Grandpa. I know Dragon Ball Z is. All right. All right. Let's get Naruto. So it is a topic. Know, I'm really, I'm really getting upset with the back on track thing because it's been a very somber 24 hours. Yeah, enjoying the humor. That, Give us this. That's Give it's us like this. an old that's Xbox right. Live lobby without the the problematic elements. Like, don't say, don't say. Don't say. I was like, oh no, somebody's mom. Legal departments leaning their heads in. Like, oh, I'm sorry. He, he wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> he would never say that. I would absolutely <laughs> never say that. Oh, hold. See. There you go. Moms are safe in this chat. PR is freaking out right now. <laughs> See, and that yeah, is that's perfect. HR is like, what podcast, are they doing? That's perfect because that's how this podcast was started. B, Tyler, and uh, Chase, who's not as much of a member anymore. He's got R.I.P. Chase. He is in the heart, though. He's not yeah. dead. He's just right. well, yeah, no, he's, he's not, not dead. Not, we didn't kill him off. Not it's not like a soap opera. We just gun him down in the back of the shed. Like he's still alive. Old Yeller? Come on, don't give me that reference now. <laughs> I wasn't going with old Yeller. I was going with like Clay the from Sons Gross. of Anarchy. Like the guy that just like hangs around even though you know something he's might doomed. happen. <laughs> he's doomed. The mark of the devil on him. He's dead. Chase, if you're Poor listening, Chase. I'm really sorry, bro. You're not dead. You're you're still alive in my heart. I promise. I'll see we you on Saturday. We just played Warzone last night. We're we're good. Or was it his ghost? Do we actually know? That that that's a fair point. It's his AI voice. You guys don't know. <laughs> like the presidents. There's those freaking president memes are wild, bro. That, that is the them. wildest meme. Oh, and they man. go to freaking Jeopardy and lose, or not Jeopardy, uh, Family Feud and lose. That's the best one. Oh my god, that shit's funny. I've seen that shit like three times. All right, so sticking with the hockey aspect of the show. <laughs> I'm Tyler, sure the AI bought for that too. Yes. Tyler, where where are the Coyotes playing three years from now? Where do you think? I fucking hope in Arizona. I hope to no, God. Like what part of Arizona? We all know it's Arizona. The NHL is not my backyard if they want to. As long as they're here. As long as they're, I don't care. Back my backyard, fucking footprint center or as whatever. Long, as, long as, as long as Gary Bettman's in charge. I have a Where suggestion, and a legitimate oh. one. Uh, so out over here, the Queen Creek, I think, and slash Mesa, there's Bell Bank Park. They built this oh super nice, God. like... I love it so much, living it. in Tucson. Yeah. Building Queen Creek. You know, whatever. It's fine. So it's they have this park that's going under business, or going out of business, whatever. Like They just buy that up, smash it down real quick. The land's already padded around it. They kind of built around it. Because Bell Bank Park, that's what my, that's what my Josh, cousin Josh said. Uh, that's then the maybe one that was like open in 2020, right? That's what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's already gone. My dad worked there, opened it. Like, oh, really? In, in sessions. I actually almost had a radio like gig <laughs> with people that were like using like a studio on set before I got no coasted. Like, small world that you would there. mention that. And the fact I coached that there, that's where I coached lacrosse. So, I remember that they went out of business. They're like, Yeah, I was going to business, but they still have a plan to keep going. We're going to keep on the program. Like, are we? Are we sure? Because they're going just brash. Show up whenever you want. Maintain yeah. it if you feel like. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's all turf. I mean, hey. so I mean, sounds like their sports park in Tucson. Grandy, where do you think they're going to be? So in three years, they were they are going to be in maybe four, Footprints. maybe four. Either way, well, Footprints we'll just center. go with the three years because they'll be in Footprint Center. 
sharing it with the sons who when Matt Ishbia came in and said, Hey, after the deal with the two with the Sun Devils is up, we'll take them in for a couple of years while their permanent is being built on 101 and 202 in the Salt River. Let's well, crash um, my couch for a year. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much, right yeah. now, we're just gonna keep crashing. Hey, man, the band's about to take off, man. You know, I just I've seen a couple more weeks. Like, okay, yeah, hey, and, crush and on my couch, selling, eat my Cheetos. We're selling out fifteen thousand seats there. Mm-hmm. Can the media will still find something to complain about? Uh, yeah, they sold the arena out, but can you believe they play in the desert? Like, oh, geez, Canada. They, they sold the arena out. But can you believe that there was only yeah. half of them there for warm ups? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, and my Blue Jays tweet. I put the one where they had a warm up. I found a warm up picture just to be an asshole. I found a warm <laughs> picture of the Blue Jays. I put it on. They're like, uh, the games are more full than that. I'm like, really? Dude, dude, the really? amount of fucking time. Really? Yeah, just, to, just to be a dick, I chose Senators games and a couple others because Senators fans, for some reason, even though they are the Coyotes of Canada with their building being so far away, like in Glendale, like, there are so many comparables. I took a warm up photo. And just sarcastically, like, it was just a copy and paste of what other people had said about the Coyotes in warm-up photos. And the dude that posted it, and a bunch of people replied, like, you know, this is taking you in warm-ups, right? Like, I know! You missed the joke, Canada. You missed <laughs> so, the joke. So I don't know if you guys, like, all saw that whole viral thing about, like, Florida fans trying to move the flag during a playoff game. And they were like, look how few fans there are during a playoff game. Yes, so, I saw it. Oh. So, all right. I, I replied to one of them. If you actually it go is. to Toronto's like actual official Twitter page and you look at like the game three warmups they're they're like highlighting Michael Bunting, like fucking bouncing off the boards or something like that. And there's like 300 people in the seats. Are you fucking kidding me? Come on guys. Like, cause it's yeah. warm up. Yeah. Everyone's getting in. I don't care what you food. say, Toronto, your stands, your seats, there aren't asses in them during warmups. Is it my favorite thing too. Bullet? It's like I put a picture, a very obvious picture of Toronto in the winter time when baseball is played in the summer, like a very obvious photo of the wind. They're like, Well, it's a closed dome. It wasn't affect us. I'm like, You're fucking you really missed the whole point. You actually missed the fucking bus, bud. Like you really missed that bus by a long shot. I was I was amazed. I thought for sure. Playing hockey outside in Arizona. Exactly. And then they, I put a picture of like a sad player. He's like, you know, obviously he hit like a he got, you know, out or whatever. An obvious picture of him just, you know, and this fan's behind him. Look how sad he's playing for a small market. Oh, Toronto's a big market. Bro. I was like, you really I can't believe it. I kept going. And someone's like, You're actually really stupid. I'm like, actually, I'm very intelligent. That's why I know I tagged him on being and all. I'm like, dude, it was such an obvious troll op, and they just took the bait and ran. I was like, this is Canadians. I think they just don't understand. I don't think they get it, dude. I just don't think they do. They don't Joke's get it. Uh, way. You can't throw it at them because mm-hmm. if you throw it at them, you're an ignorant American that exactly. doesn't do your research. But if they throw Canadians it at you, Americans like, anyway. But North, like, like, like wrong. Like, hey, they look, bullet too, and I'm like, I know I like, oh, well, I've seen super troopers. There were empty seats. I'm like, dog. I worked there. I was walking the bull. Uh, this was taken when they were there getting blown out seven to one. Yeah, you know what? The other the other thing that annoys me about like pitchers at mullet is yes, I've seen the ones with empty seats during the middle of a period. Anybody that's never been to mullet, they don't understand that like you can stand on the concourse and there is not a single thing that obstructs your view anywhere. No. Mm-hmm. Don't break the lines. If you want to get food, but, oh you yeah, start at the end yeah, of the period. You might not get back until. Well, for, forget about that. Like you can, you can be anywhere in there, and like I, I don't like sitting in seats when I watch games. Even even when I was a season ticket holder at Glendale, um, you know, 
I, I would stand like basically in the hallway, my wife and I would just stand there and watch, or we'd stand behind like the handicap seats or whatever. Something about sitting in your seat and watching the game as opposed to standing standing's a lot more fun. And I think people realize that at mullet. So you see some empty seats on TV and whatever. It doesn't mean that nobody was there because I'm sure like if you fast forward to the third period, you'll see people in those seats or you go back to the first period, you'll see people in those seats. People are standing on the concourse, leaning over the concrete barriers, watching the game. There's a club section there where you get food and, and you end up in a, a basically a glass box, getting your free food, watching the game. And there's seats, and but you're not in your seats. There. Yeah, I walk so, around it. It's packed ass to nuts, dude. Trying to get through there if I gotta like go mess with the toilet or something. Like, yeah, no. So like the, these pictures that like surface, I I don't care what anybody says. Mullet was sold out every single night, and there were 4,600 people there every single night. Mm-hmm. There wasn't an issue with this whole. Whoa, you may have sold tickets, but there weren't that. No bullshit. There was that many people there. Canadians love to sell tickets, but yet, like there, there were that many people there standing on the concourse in the club section or in their seats. It's not what the Canadian market likes to paint it as. So that requires research coming down here. As we are bashing national media, I do want to give one shout out to Greg Wyshynski, who was defending us in comments today. And Mike too. commenting on his post. Elliot Friedman as well. Elliot Friedman. Yeah, Mike. Elliot Friedman was the one that was out of nowhere. Yeah. He's... Elliot Friedman, Greg Wyshynski and Elliot Friedman are still the only two national media guys that have said, look, Robert Sarver is not there anymore. That's a bigger deal than most people realize. They're the mm-hmm. only two that have brought that up. That's the it. only the only other one that I'd throw in there is Jeff Merrick, because no matter what's happened with the Coyotes I, over the last 10 years, in, Jeff Merrick has kind of been, uh, yeah, a, a, as part of the 32 thoughts, but Jeff Merrick does yeah. quite a bit on his own as well. Mm-hmm. And you got to head to that too when you're his, done. His biggest one that I listened to was he, ar- he interviewed Armstrong, was it like a month and a half ago? And after the interview with Armstrong, he went on like a five minute tangent about how unfair most of Canadian national media is to the coyotes and to what they're trying to do and about how, and I'm not even talking about like the stadium side of things, but the contracts that they take on, how they acquire capital, things like that. So big shout out to Merrick as well. Merrick Friedman and Wyshynski. They've all and and Mike Gold, everybody Mike that Gold, listens yeah. to this show, yeah, they awesome. they know he's a a great friend of this show. He's got great insight. Um, a writer for uh, Daily Faceoff. Mm-hmm. Um, there there are people out there who really do support the Coyotes, despite the fact that they don't live in Arizona and don't get to see what goes on at games on the day to day. Um. I, I don't know that any of them will understand or have any idea how important that is to us as fans who have to deal with the people like Frank Cervelli or, you know, the, the random, I paid $8 for Twitter assholes that want to spout off about the Coyotes and, you know, about how bad they are for the league. You know what the key I... difference is, though? Like, the key difference between those people that do, like, like we, the people we listed, they're mm-hmm. actually hockey fans. At the end of the day, 
it's not their Canadian ties, American ties, their fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs or whoever it may be. They're a fan of the game. Because anybody that is a true fan of the game, an actual fan of hockey itself, the entire, the culture, the way of life, everything that it is, you want it to grow. You want it to grow. If you just want it to be gatekeeped, like most Canadians do, and I don't know why, I'm actually really ambaffled because one thing I noticed is the Oakland A's are in a very bad situation. I don't want to say similar because it's not quite... But well, I've no, never seen a baseball already moving. Yeah, but I've never seen a baseball fan be like, "Oh fuck, the A's are moving." Thank fucking god, they're draining us. I've seen more sadness. Like I really feel for those A's fans. That really sucks. What a legacy ballpark, legacy team. I have not, and they're out there. I'm sure they exist. I'm not saying they don't. But I, I've seen more action again because they care for the game. They know what it's maybe like. Maybe they do know what it's like. Maybe they just love the game. It's just insane to me. Oh, uh-huh. it's like. I'm going to throw out a name on the wrong side because his tweets today really, really irritated me. He used to be with The Athletic. His name's Sean Gentile. He was on yep, there today. Yep, he was on there today talking about how I don't know why people are saying that they feel bad about the Coyote situation. They had this coming. Every single arena deal they've ever had has been a grift. What the fuck are you talking about? And there's people in his mentions saying, well, no, it's this. And he goes, ah, I don't care. No, no. Fuck a fucking you. heart, dude. Just like fuck a fucking heart. Like my Blue Jays thing was a fucking joke. I was giving it back, right? But like at the end of the day, like I always want the Blue Jays to stay in Toronto. They're fine. I own Blue Jays hats. They're right back there in the background. We, like, it's we'll, like, it's disgusting. We'll make jokes about the Senators, but at the end of the day, we want the Ottawa yeah, Senators to stay there. Yeah, yeah because Absolutely. it's the capital of Canada, and the people love their fucking team there. Yeah, I got exactly. friends, like, yeah. someone that's basically my brother that lives there, and, like, kind of an idiot. He thinks I'm kind of an idiot, but that's we're brothers, essentially. But, like, yeah. he's a fan of, of Ottawa. Like, we don't actually want them to go to Kansas City or, or Atlanta. It'd idiot. be funny, like, to fuck around with, but we're not actually, like, yeah, they should do that. <laughs> so, yeah, of course. You know, like, like Taylor's point on gatekeeping is like spot on here. And what bothers me the most about the gatekeeping, it isn't that like they don't want or or their reasoning behind it isn't that they don't want Americans in the sport or whatever. Oh, but revenue's not going up. So the cap's not going up. What the fuck do you care what players are getting paid? Do you enjoy the sport? Would you like the sport to be for everybody? You don't I, watch the sport for just the glories and trophies. I, yeah, like I you mean, watch it for the history, the storylines, the community. That's what you watch the sport for. It's not about and the trophy. We, we and talk the cap. on this show all the time about free agency and the draft and contracts and things like that. And yes, it, it is important to the game, but it's on scale. I we're not talking about well, if they just moved like the Florida Panthers up to Quebec, the cap would go up three million dollars, and then it would be okay that Toronto's spending all this money on five guys. I, you know what? That aspect of the game, that's for owners and GMs to worry about. If your reason for gatekeeping hockey out of southern states, which, by the way, Vegas is the northernmost state in the conference finals this year. Mm-hmm. Um, if your reason for gatekeeping hockey out of southern states is that you don't think players are paid enough, go find something else to do because your opinion means jack shit. Player national sport lacrosse. Go ahead, Mr. Matt, too. All right, I, I just wanted to add this, and uh, because I I am a capitalist, just straight up. If you can get your money on the open market, you get your money on the open market. It's what you're worth. And, but also, as someone 
who has never made the $30,000, the minimum contract is going up per year. I don't give a fuck about millionaires needing a couple extra $100,000 or like an extra million. Like they are fine. Every single hockey player that is playing in the NHL is in the top 1%. They are okay. They're not going to go homeless. You know, another thing too, it's like, Oh man, my train of thought just crashed. Dang it, I hate when that happens. Um, I apologize. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. Um, oh yeah. So the NHL is a business, right? It's been around for mm-hmm. what a hundred something years now, right? Mm-hmm. I imagine that the NHL is intelligent enough to be like, okay, here's a map of where we can make money, right? If Quebec would make that much money, and the Coyotes are struggling that much, would it not be the most intelligent thing to move them? Right yeah. on paper, here's, right? Am I right? But yeah. here's the and thing. Here's, here's the thing. But here's the thing. Obviously, Quebec won't make that much money, or else they would have already done that. They wouldn't have moved the Nordiques. It's not about the money. They're, they're already making money off the Quebec Nordiques with the hats and the shirts and the jerseys, free revenue without having had the team there, having the costs associated. But also because of the small market, because of the Canadian dollar always being le- worth less than the American dollar, because in order to make the same amount of money in Canada, you have to charge more than the American fans get charged. They're, for a small market like Quebec, despite the fact like, oh, we can sell out juniors. Of course, junior tickets are going to be fucking less than NHL. But it's like, you do love hockey. I've never once said that they wouldn't support the team. The problem is, what happens when there's a recession? What happens when the team's struggling? And look, I, I always point to Winnipeg, and it's not because I hate Winnipeg. I got plenty of, fa- of, of we friends all do. that are in we Winnipeg. We all do. Don't worry. We all do. Well, you can. But it's like, they were struggling to fill their building every night because they're not where they want to be competitively. And it's like, that's what happens in the small market in Canada. And they, you can't keep forcing NHL teams there. It's not because the, the market doesn't love hockey. It's there's volatility. And why not go to a bigger market? Like just five or whatever million people in the Phoenix metro area. That's more than, I think it was 700K in Quebec City or a little bit less. And the but fastest it's growing also county. More, so. It's also ahead, more Cardi, than sorry. that too. For whatever reason, people are boiling down ticket sales, ticket sales, ticket sales, ticket sales. No. How does the NBA make their money? How does the NFL make their money? Why are they the two biggest sports in the league right now? The TV deals. TV deals. You make your money off of that. Do you know how you get those TV deals be big? You capture the big markets. You capture the biggest markets you can. Quebec City already has TV coverage. Yeah, they're they're watching hockey, just in case nobody understands that. Like, Mm -hmm. Quebec's already watching hockey. Do you know who's not going to be watching hockey if the Coyotes were to move? The, what? Even if it's only 100,000 people, it's 100,000 people in Phoenix that are watching hockey, and I guarantee you it's more than that. Yeah. I, it's, it's statewide. Especially with all the transplants. I mean, even especially yeah, the transplants. I mean, how many transplants are here? I mean, there's so many here. I mean, Chicago. I mean, it's transplants. You got snowbirds here. Snowbirds, transplants. I mean, it's the fastest growing county in the country. Why would the NHL be like, fastest growing county, the joke is, city? The joke is, whoa, opposing fans are the only... Well, you know what? Doesn't matter, bro. So makes money. Money. Like, I mean, it makes money. makes money. They're the all green. watching yep, games. Like They're all watching games all the time. It doesn't matter that one out of forty-one home games 
that season ticket holder is an Edmonton fan or a Toronto fan because 40 games a year, he's a Coyotes fan. Mm-hmm. But my tickets, you know, honestly, like, like I met so many people like that, that were from Long Island, that were from Chicago. Like, oh, yeah, Coyotes are my are my number two team. I'm, I'm a fan of them. But just when my team comes in, I always give them shit. But it's like, yeah, you're still getting their green money that all spends yeah. the They're buying beers, pretzels, <laughs> overpriced fucking time, popcorn. You can't even argue that, like, oh, well, they're they're not part of the TV money because they're watching their team. Their team plays on the Bullshit. East Coast. Their team plays on the East Coast. That game's over at 7 o'clock our time. What do you think they're watching right after? My uncle's a good example of that. He's from born and raised Detroit, Detroit Red Wings fan. Part of the reason why I'm a second favorite team. He cheers the Cowboys are not playing the Red Wings. He goes from, he follows them when they're not here. He'll go to games when they're not playing. They're probably obviously playing the Wings. He'll cheer for the Cowboys when they're not. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's, that's okay. It still makes, like you said perfectly, Matt, too, money. It's money being spent. It's tickets, as Canada loves to brag about. Tickets being sold. So And, and if all Canada cares about when they're talking about gatekeeping the sport out of the South is, well, we could generate more revenue for our Canadian teams and paying our players more and making our owners more money, even though they're already multi-billionaires. If that's what they care about, if that's what they care about. You think he's eating a ham sandwich right now crying? No. No, he's not. Yeah, he's in there. He's like, oh, I don't want to fry bologna, but it's all I can afford. Most owners didn't make their money owning a sports team. This is a hobby for a lot of guys that own sports teams. Like, Are you kidding? Alex Morello didn't win the lottery and buy the Coyotes because he thought that was a a way to invest money and get good on his return. No, he owns casinos. He owns radio stations, TV stations. He owns multiple real estate ventures. And this is what he's doing as a hobby. Like, come on. Well, to add to that too, (laughs) to add to that too, like Matthew McConaughey is a part owner of Austin FC and the MLS. He's called, he's known as like the, the chairman of chairman of culture. He just sits around and basically beats a drum during Austin FC games and says, all right, all right, all right, when they juke somebody out. And you think he's doing it to make money? No. He does it because no, it's fun. It's he doesn't give a like fuck. Doing. Yeah, yeah, it's like, a fun thing care. for him to do. He loves going out there on the pitch and being like, oh, you know, hey, I love owning Austin FC. It's like, bro, what the fuck? Come on. Yeah. Relax. Yes. NHL owners Nobody... care about money. They don't want to lose it. But they don't of course. necessarily look at this as like their primary source of income. So it's all of you people that are like beating the drum for if they don't make more money, well, what the fuck are they going to do? Nobody's going to sell their team. Well, Matt Ishba is like a real estate guy. Matt Ishba owns like whichever one, like IW, whatever. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, it's like some big old big one. It's a big one. I know that. And then, I mean, I'm sure Bidwell just, he probably sucks a lot of dick. I don't know what Bidwell does for his money. I don't really give a fuck, to be honest. one of those poor owners that is fucking useless and all their money is in the Cardinals, which is which is why he's so cheap. So why he's stupid. Like, like for example, your portfolio. Clear some of the bootstraps. Come on now. Make your I money. Come on. Going back to the Pagulas because they own the Bills and they own the Sabres. And neither of them like made their money in sports. And they they almost have like I don't want to call it a competition, but like um husband runs the Bills, wife runs the Sabres. It's almost like a competition of who could be better in that family. When you have so much money that you're actually competing about who does a better job as an owner. I don't give a shit how much revenue you actually make. If you don't charge eighteen dollars for these good. for these cores lights, you're fucked, buddy. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you no. don't buy so, an extra hot dog. Their fucking yeah. team's gonna go he's under. Gonna st- 
He's going to have to eat lobster only once this week. Yeah. Can you believe that? You <laughs> fucking cocksuckers. What is yeah, wrong? So here's the thing. If you're gatekeeping yeah. hockey over revenue for owners, shut the fuck up because you don't Go lick matter. the boots somewhere else, bro. Go lick the boots somewhere else. I don't give a fuck. He's, shut the these fuck same up. people that are gatekeeping shut hockey the fuck up. <laughs> Go lick the boot, fucking. Just stick it in your mouth, swallow it around. I don't give a fuck, dude. If the Leafs make six more billion, we'll win a Stanley Cup. Okay, buddy. Okay. And it's like, and these people like they want a soft cap because we need to be, you know, we need to be able to spend more. It's like the entire point of the salary cap is you're allowed to spend money based on the league revenue. It's actually really forward thinking, so you're only spending based on what the league is generating. And also, mm-hmm. they've, they've kept it inflated so that way you don't start losing uh, salary cap space. But it's like the big markets, if you give them an additional money, the smaller markets can't compete. Because if you're getting offered $2 million from Arizona while they're rebuilding or Toronto, where the fuck are you going? Nine times oh, out of ten. Mean, and you know you what? Mean, that, like that's baseball? a great. Yeah, like baseball is a great hey, example. Baseball is sacred. All right. But you can't put the bat out of respect. Relax. That's actually a, that back. a phenomenal that point. Back. Because here's the thing. Owners, they're, they're making money hand over fist with a salary cap. You want the players mm-hmm. to have more? Why do you care about getting rid of teams that aren't generating as much revenue as you think Quebec might make? Get rid of the salary cap and pay them more. There's options. And I'm not saying that I'm for a soft cap. I I like the hard cap in hockey because you do have 12 to 15 teams that they are very reliant on playing on a budget. It's just the way it is. That's the way hockey works. Moneyball or money. Yeah, it it really is. (laughs) So... There's there's other things you could bitch about that would be much easier to create revenue streams for players or owners if you really care about how much money the millionaires are making. Otherwise, you don't have a reason to gatekeep hockey, especially you, Toronto, who's got Austin Matthews and Matthew Nyes. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I have a a really good point, by the way. This is probably my best shit post ever. (laughs) Legendary shit about to happen right here. So remind me something, boys, real quick. Uh, Morello is a millionaire or a billionaire with a B? B. With a B. B. Right, right, right. So let me, let me do some math. I'm not good at math. Give me a second. So you mean to tell me if we didn't have a cap space or you have a cap thing, the Coyotes could essentially, and to make sure I have my math right, could buy whoever we want, right, on paper. Let's just go ahead and for the sake of argument, buy whoever yeah. they want, right? Theoretically. So if we were to increase it or get rid of it, the Coyotes could essentially buy whoever they want, thus for winning more Stanley Cup. I'm in. Let's give her the salary cap. Why not? Only, only after the arena is built. Exactly. Once we win the Stanley Cup, we go. You know what? You know what? They can fucking relocate if you give me a cup. All right. If Josh Doan comes up, he gets to see. He lifts the cup over his head. At that fucking point, fine. Then you can have the Coyotes. Right. <laughs> And what would be best about that situation is they move them to Ontario, so the team right next to Toronto has won a cup. (laughs) I almost, I almost love this idea. I really do. (laughs) Oh shit! As I say, by all means, Toronto. You know, is it? I think the problem is, as we kind of talked about one of our other podcasts. I don't remember since then. I think the reason why they want a gatekeeper because they know. These North American teams slash North American players, especially ones from Arizona, Toronto, you love so much, are just better than their players. It's, they have to. It's one. It's that that kid 
that like when you play tag, right? He, he all of a sudden changed rules. Like, well, actually, you, you you can't do that because you didn't jump on one leg or whatever. It's the same thing Toronto. You didn't that's say one, two, three, freeze. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So they have to change the rules and be like, well, if we moved them all up here, because you couldn't lose, is that why? Because you keep losing in every competition to every other country. Ever well, since Arizona got hockey in 1967 with the Phoenix Roadrunners, the fucking Toronto Maple Leafs haven't been able to win a Stanley Cup. So maybe they think of Arizona's <laughs> if the Coyotes move and there's no hockey. Oh, but we'll still have the Roadrunners for at least a year or two. So Toronto, I'm sorry, you're still fucked. Um, <laughs> they all they start celebrating, and then like right when the Roadrunners finally leave for Salt Lake or whatever, they're, they're breaking it up. They're just blowing up the Toronto Maple Leafs. And they got like another half decade of rebuilding. Oh, uh, they actually, they actually started in 67. I want to shit my pants laughing. That's actually funny as fuck. If the Phoenix Roadrunner started in 67, yeah, I'll actually... they came from Toronto. I think it was the, the no, no, the Victoria. I love it. Victoria Maple Leafs, because I was working on a History of the Roadrunners video, and I did that as a shit post on Twitter a year ago. I fucking love that stat that I can't, that I found. Mother Teresa, Hockey bro, that's Phoenix amazing. Phoenix started, and the, Ro- or, and the Leafs have not won a cup since. Also, because they're just bad. <laughs> They're just you know, that, shit. I don't know why people still like them. Like it's like if it's all about glory, if that's what it is, Toronto. If it's all about glory, revenue. Why the fuck do you like the Toronto Maple Leafs then? It's sixty-seven, like bro. I, my round. grandma was. My parents were not alive. The parents who raised me as an adult man well, now no. were not even alive. See, that's why it has to be about revenue because no other team makes more than the Maple Leafs, so they have that. I think the Rangers are right there with them, though. I think the Rangers, Rangers are, are the actually... biggest American, you know, revenue like team for revenue. Like they're they're fucking Until massive. The coyotes Chicago's rise up, bro. Like, I, I actually Until think the coyotes take over the league. I actually think valuation between the Rangers and Leafs is actually incredibly close. I th- I actually, actually put in Canadian right. dollars though. That's all I'm saying. Well, everything's paid all in American dollars, so I think it's also calculated in American dollars. Well, that's probably because if we did in Canadian dollars, we don't. The, the freaking New York Rangers could buy half Canada. The league is done in U.S. dollars, and you're gonna bitch about U.S. teams. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. If the Rangers could probably buy half of freaking Canada, if it didn't, they can be like, "Yeah, we we'll own half of this. We own Bismack or whatever it's called. I don't know. We yellow knife. I don't know. Name some Canadian team. Moose Jaw. That's a real one, actually. And you know what? You know what? The, the one thing is. The one thing that's overlooked in all of this, and this isn't just Southern teams, but if you go back to 93 and you talk about when Bettman took over and what teams were in the league, Anaheim was just coming into the league. Arizona wasn't a team yet. Um, Dallas got their team in 93. Um, There's a lot of young Southern teams, Vegas as well. 75% of players in the league in the early 90s were Canadian. It's down to 41%. So it's not, it's not even that. Like the, the serious point in all of this, not the shit post, is that in the last 30 years, growing the game in Southern markets, we've actually seen a massive shift in where players come from. It has nothing well, to do with it's bad for the game, it's this, it's that. But it's just the Canadian game. That's all if, it means. That's all they're saying. It, That's what it translates to. If you look at where players are coming from, the number of players coming from Canada has been cut in half. And that's not because Canada isn't producing good players. There's plenty of guys that wash out in juniors that probably would have been in the NHL 40 years ago. The product has gotten so much better because you've grown the game to other regions, not only in North America, but across the world. But 
in the U.S. especially, numbers have grown by a massive margin. That's good for the NHL. The only way you have a good product is if you continue to grow the game in markets that generally wouldn't see players or kids growing up loving the game, wanting to play at a young age and training, and eventually moving into the NHL. So that that's big. I don't I don't care what Canada says. Arizona, whether they lose money or not, is good for the game. Mm-hmm. Tyler. Yeah, it is. Grandy, do you want to say something before go I go? Well, okay. Go ahead. I was going to say, I was like, you know, it really does baffle me. I know I, I said this earlier. And I, I still, I've struggled to wrap my head. How they see, like, these teams doing well. And they get that ass mad about it. I mean, I know I've said it. I, I'm not trying to sound like a broken record. But I, I just, it really does blow my mind. Like, what he said. But, but Matt said right there. These players are coming from different places. You have uh, Boki Imama, if I got that name wrong, I'm sorry, coming from a foreign country. I think an African country. I don't want to get that wrong. Don't cruise from it, please. That was the Congo, but I, I am, might have been, I am terrible, something like I am that. terrible with, with... Yeah, same. With, That's why I was like, I just want a foreign country. You have German player. It's like, as a, I'm a big soccer fan. Obviously, no secret. This is basically a Chelsea podcast before Mad got here. Um, <laughs> to Granny's dismay, as he wanted to strangle me a couple times. <laughs> Nothing is more incredible than seeing where every person comes from. It's like, how do you not... How is that not a good thing? How is it not an absolute win? Because when you get the game to be built, the Hockey World Cup is one of the most exciting things. Team North America tearing it up is something that many hockey fans will recall to this day. Global, The World Baseball Classic, that reignited my love for baseball. I was not, not turned away, but I was pretty sour on it. I used to love baseball, my second favorite sport for most of my life. But that brought it back. It's like Canada, or just anybody that's gatekeeping. I'm sure there's some original six player people that are too. Explain to me how this is a loss for anybody. Arizona. Uh, Florida, Dallas, as I gag, uh, LA teams. Um, how, how is it a loss? You know, go ahead, Maddie. Too. Oh, I, I just wanted to bring a list. All right, I just wanted to bring a, a very brief list of players that either wouldn't exist, wouldn't be playing hockey, or there's an X factor that it's entirely possible like something could have changed. All right, so players that were born in Arizona or developed or whatever. You have both Kachucks. We're born here. They grew up in St. Louis, where they were both born here. They're both Arizona natives. You have Maddie Nyes, Austin Matthews, the two, the best prospect and best player on the Toronto Maple Leafs, the mecca of hockey, as they keep uh, calling it. Cutter Gauthier was uh, developed here uh, to a certain extent. Josh Doan, born in Scottsdale. Uh, there's a couple of other kids that grew up here. One kid that just made it to the ECHL out of ASU, Demetrius Kumunsis. I just wanted to bring him up real quick because uh, I had to go with forks up as much as I possibly can. You have Tej Thompson, who's this absolute just anomaly. The uh, just how like fast and skilled he is at, as being a really big skater. The league would be different for the worse, and that doesn't mean that Josh Doan would have never been born and played in Winnipeg, or if Shane would have went somewhere else. Uh, that doesn't mean that the Kachucks would have never been born, but the the fact that like hockey wouldn't have been where it was in Arizona, you miss out on guys like Nyes and Thompson and and uh, Austin Matthews, and you have entirely different futures for the Kachuk boys and for Donor. One hey, your Matt, name hey. that you left off that list too is Sean Couturier, and I granted oh, yeah. he missed most of the year, but Sean Couturier he was a Selkie candidate. We're not talking about like some fourth line plug AHL guy. There's stars coming out of Arizona. It's just the way it is. There is. And it's man, I was gonna say. Granny, you go ahead and take over. Another thing another thing to that point too about Arizona hockey. I don't know if any of you have been paying attention to the AHL playoffs, 
but there is a certain goalie that was almost an afterthought who is absolutely tearing it up in the playoffs in Joey Decord. He has been a man possessed, much to Mike Gould's chagrin, unfortunately, as his team is going up against him. But up. <laughs> yeah, what, what up, a baby? goalie matchup there up. too, like Wolf oh, and Decor. Like that's both both guys should be in the NHL. Both guys should be in yes. the NHL. But that's a, that's a story for another day. Mm-hmm. Can I further piss off Leafs fans for just one brief second. Yes, of course. There's only you know how someone said that. I just love it. Um, you know they say that the, you know Toronto is the mecca of hockey, but there's only one hockey town, baby. Let's go. Oh. Let's eat. No, I, I missed it. You know, for it's all. Slow. We, we know it's there's no video here, but Tyler just hung up his Red Wings or Zetterberg jersey. Make sure you Red say which Wings one it is, team. baby. That's my captain. Henry Zetterberg. I have that one too in the closet. <laughs> that is true. I do have that one. What what he doesn't gonna... realize? What he doesn't realize is that nobody actually cares about Detroit anymore. By the way, guys, um, we're talking about since we brought up AHL and you know what's going on okay. and everything. Okay, Seattle, Seattle is about to take a three-one series lead over Winnipeg in the WHL playoffs. Guess who's got the uh, game-winning goal as of right now with fifty what? seconds left? Is it Gunner? Is, is it? it? It's it's Coyotes yeah. legend Dylan Gunther. Is that goal of the playoffs? 16? He's going to be full-time Coyote next season. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you think Geeks makes it next season, or does he no. make the jump to AHL? No, he, I think he really... he's aged up enough to go AHL. No, he's not. He's not. He's got one he's more, more year Europe. of – yeah, he can go back to the WHL for one more year. Um, big thing with him is, like, he hasn't exactly played to the team structure very well. Um, hasn't been – he's taken steps in certain places this year where there were – some lapses last year, but it hasn't been a great year for him. Um, I don't want to call him Anthony Duclair because he does Oof. put in effort. Um, but the, the big issue is geeky hasn't fit the Winnipeg structure this year. I would almost hope that with maybe Zach Benson potentially being in the NHL next year, Maddie Savoy, maybe being in the NHL next year, Winnipeg's a bad team and they look to move him. Because I, I think the best thing for Connor Geeky's game is getting out of Winnipeg at this point. There's some friction between him and his head coach. And How's his skating? Because that was one of the biggest things he needed. He still has that offensive it's, touch, but where's his skating it's at? It's fine. I, it's not. He's not gonna. Uh, he's not gonna it's like blow anybody away skating yeah. at six four. Like oh my god, for a big guy, he skates great. He's fine for the NHL. Uh, he's not Dylan Strom. But he's not, you know, my I don't know. My he's not Lawson Kraus. He's he's somewhere. My in big thing with him is I think he's going to wind up being a winger in the NHL, not a center. But we'll see as he continues to progress. Next year will be a huge year for him in that regard. I and I so. I do think a big part of that would be getting out of Winnipeg and playing for a team where he maybe better fits their system because I I. I'm not against developing a guy in the WHL or CHL in general, despite the fact that like maybe there's some friction there because there's still games where even if you're not playing to the system or you're, you know, things aren't going great, you can still go out and dominate a league like that if you're a good player. Mm-hmm. But I think the things that 
need to improve for geeky would come on a better uh a team better suited to his skills because right now he's not getting top power play time um there was a, a little while where they put that line of him benson and savoy together and they just didn't click um that he's got to play like some one c top power play play the penalty kill in a system where you know he might mesh with a coach and it's not necessarily that the system needs to be built for him but he has to be in a system where he at least fits where he can make adjustments where they're not asking him to do things that are totally contrarian to his game I think a year in the AHL after WHL time will do him wonders with that. I really do. So I would, I would think he's two years away. Um, which again, with our timeline, that's fine. We don't want to rush these guys up. So next year's, Matt. next year's going to be probably rough again. But we're going, we have brighter days and more exciting time ahead, as we keep saying. Yep. So, and by the way, that, that game is final in Seattle. Uh, 4-2, Dylan Gunther's got the game-winning goal. Seattle takes a 3-1 lead. Um, next game, Friday night in Seattle. Uh, if Seattle wins, Dylan Gunther's playing for a Memorial Cup. Not Again. bad. <laughs> All right, so, with Geeky, because the Coyotes are not going to be competitive like next year. They're going to be better next year than they were this year. Keep progressing. Do you think it's like kind of fuck it, let him just play at the NHL level in a middle six role and no. his development? Nope. Nope. Definitely not. You there's there's like, yeah, fuck it, you know, let him play whatever. And that's where you get Dylan Strom, Mikel Bodker. Um that that's where those players come from. The big knock on like Mitchkov, for example, coming up this year in his development is that the KHL is not really a developmental league. And what is that going to do for his development? The NHL is the same thing. It's not a developmental league. There's letting Dylan Gunther get a 30 game taste and then sending him back down so that he can work on things that he's learned in the NHL that he needs to improve upon. And then there is, we're just going to put you in this role and you're going to pick it up on the fly. We don't care that you're bad because we're not expecting to win, but unfortunately you build the wrong culture and you teach players bad habits in that. The only positive is that I think Andre Ternier is a nominal developmental coach. And for all the things that he's done for Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz and JJ Mosier, I almost think he'd be better suited in Tucson because if you load up Tucson with some of these guys that are eligible to play there, I think his influence on them and the growth in their game would actually be more suited to his skills. So a taste next year and then send it back down when he's trying to do let, a, let him a, play, a better let team. him play four games or five games. Let him learn what it's like to go on the road with the team, to work out in a weight room with the team, to live in Arizona for three weeks with a teammate as a roommate. Let him let him learn those things. I'm I'm good with that. But you can't you can't do what you did with Barrett Hayton to Connor Geeky. Hayton, they kind of they they almost tried to force a role for him, then sent him back down, pretended to be patient, then threw him right kind of back to the wolves. And I, I think that really stunted that development because like yep. 
Yeah, but honestly, last year, if it wasn't he, for that fantastic tear. <laughs> after he came back from World Juniors, what was it, two years ago, he had the shoulder injury and whatnot. He had only played like 21 games or something like that. And the decision was, well, he's played more than 10. We've burned a year of his ELC, so he's staying up here. They should have sent him back after World Juniors. They should have done exactly what they did with Dylan Gunther with him, but it was John Chaika. And that that was just a poor decision on his part. And granted, COVID played a huge part in stunting his development. Who knows what it would have been like if COVID didn't hit. But yeah, it, it just wasn't a good scenario for Hayton. But you don't want to relive that minus the pandemic with a guy you took at 11 overall a year ago because, eh, fuck it, the Coyotes aren't going to be a contender, so we can let you play here. Yeah, just be, we'll be patient with the, with the results. I- Honestly, right now, Logan I mean, Cooley is the only one that, that should make the jump to NHL if he does sign. This year. Holy shit, we're talking hockey. Steve Peters last night was like, oh, I don't even want to fucking talk hockey right now because the, the uncertain future. We're right back to fucking talking hockey, boys. You it's know what? You know what? They're, Honestly, they're going to yeah. be here. It's just, it's it'll work out one way or another. You yeah. got to, and Grandy and I talked about punch. this earlier today because, again, the Schmaltz trade or don't trade got brought up because apparently it's just something that won't die on this show. Uh, but we talked I'll about the fact that outside of and ownership, Matt thinks he's winning, but yeah, <laughs> I'll let you decide, Matty. You too, I'll let you. You, you can give free for you. I already had this argument. Yeah, no, 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 I already no, know no, what side of the fence he's on. I already know what side of the fence he's on. He can't. He can't make the ultimate decision because he decided before the debate even happened. Ultimately, hang on. This is the easy sports guy. You must want to be paid for this guy to be on the show today. Let him decide. Let him decide. But. The finest department was real being the asshole. Just let me finish my point before he goes against me. Um, (laughs) The one thing that Grandy and I talked about today was that it's for ownership to worry about the stadium and where they're going to be. It is for the rest of us and for Armstrong in particular to just focus on the hockey side of things. And any decision made, you still have to operate like it's a team decision no matter what city you're playing in. So, yeah, when when you bring up, look at us, we're talking hockey, that's what you have to do because none of us are Alex Morello. None of us have $2 billion to build him an entertainment district wow. or the Coyotes' estate. Shut up, you don't have it. Um, or a stadium. <laughs> yeah, I can crowdfund. So all we can do, all we can do is enjoy the hockey side of things. So before we you got, go dude. ahead and spew a bunch of bad – ideas about trading Nick Schmaltz. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out there. All right, Maddie too. Or actually, no, it's Grandy. Grandy, I guess it's your turn to state the case, right? No, oh, no. no. Grandy no, just no. wants to hear Grandy just wants to hear somebody else agree with him for once. For once. I've we've had multiple people agree with me, but keep living in that fantasy world. Tyler doesn't count. He's not really a moderator. He's your friend. I'm your friend too though, Matt. Only because of Zelda. <laughs> I thought we were all friends. I thought we were all friends. Yeah. What the heck? Is this is this podcast built on lies? Hey, Grandy tells me about how he texts. No, look, here? look. Grandy tells yeah, me about man. how he was texting with you all the time. So I can text you all the time. You don't hear the dumb shit that comes out of my mind all the time. Like he has to deal I with. Text, Are you sure you want that? 
I text you. Are you sure all you want to deal with the dumb so shit? What? All right. So, Mateo. <laughs> That's very true. Mateo. All right. Go ahead and agree with Grandy, even though you know it's the wrong thing to do. I, I genuinely don't believe it's the wrong thing to do because it's like his value will never be higher. You 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 do have the reason I bring up the money on the contract is not be like because the owner can't afford to pay it. It's because it makes the contract a little harder to move later on. It's like right now is a sweet spot where he has the most value. We're still a young team. He's about three years older than the rest of the core, and he has those injury issues about twenty games a season. If you can get something really good. And then you can give that role to another player that's stepping up or bring someone else in that is even a couple of years older that fits the timeline even a little bit better. I still think it makes more sense. But I'm also not going to die on the hill of if they don't get rid of him, I want them to fucking move or something. No, so I, I just want to remind exactly all of our listeners, all of our moves. listeners, what Mike Gold said last week when he said, I have this argument with myself every day. Do you honestly believe that Schmaltz, who throughout his career averages 55 games and close to a point per game then any of that is going to change between now and the end but, of his contract here's the problem no hang on I just have. just no. just answer do you think that's going to change here's the problem i have with that argument is if you get that draft pick now for him in two years that's pretty close to being ready to play for the team but value right value is value do you have to trade him for a draft pick in three years or can you trade him for a prospect last i checked nashville got philip forsberg for martin erat mm-hmm. no you can trade him for a prospect. i mean so I just, if his value doesn't is, change I... if his value doesn't change between now and three years from now have you actually done anything except maybe open the window to say 10 teams that might want his contract when the cap's gone up $8 million between now and 2025. And you can move him at the deadline where his cap hit to a team is only what 1.8 million or whatever, 1.9 million based on cap proration at the deadline. You know that none of his no trade teams at that point are going to be contenders because if Arizona's moving him at that point, they're not a contender but they're shopping him to teams that are going to be in the playoffs. He's not going to say no to going to play somewhere for two and a half months, as mm-hmm. opposed to, you know, maybe over the summer saying no to going to play there for three years. I don't think his value changes at all. I think what he does for my, good. My point to that is when was the last time GMBA has traded for a prospect? Plenty of times. Michael Kesselring. Pretty solid 23 year old kid that probably should, is on the team next year. Uh, I, I wouldn't call that forgetting. I wouldn't call that a prospect per se, but I'm talking he's right about on the border of prospect trade. and project. He's like, he's a right ma- on that, that border. But, but to be fair, trade, a major trade of a core piece. Like to be fair, Garland, Jacob Chickering's really Chikrin. the only one. I mean, or Garland yeah. or Dvorak. Eh, to be fair, though, he's, like. These were the same exact scenario. To be fair, you're you're still talking about, but you're still talking about players that got traded during the teardown, (laughs) not not during the we're coming out of it. But I also digress because this is something me and you will never agree on. So it's best to just move along, so and get going with the rest of the show. Actually, we have Maddie. Maddie, too. Go ahead. Uh, I I just here is my. Big concern. 
Because in in general, in life, it's three is the trend. So this season, to me, I have a little bit of anxiety. Nick Schmaltz is a very good player. Consistent 20 goals, 50 to 60 points. But if this season he also misses about 20, that starts that trend. It's no longer just a couple-year anomaly. It becomes a trend, and that could hurt the value. That's why I'm saying right now it's never going to be higher. Okay, but let me ask you this. What do you think his value is right now? Probably a first and maybe a mid-tier prospect. Somewhere All right, right so there. at the trade deadline a couple years from now, healthy mm-hmm. Nick Schmaltz, who a team is only relying on to play 20 but games as opposed to a full season. you guarantee he'll be healthy? No, you can't. But you yeah. also – but that's the risk you take with any prospect or with any player, I'm sorry, that you're going to move at any given point is nobody can ever guarantee anybody's going to be healthy. So mm-hmm. assuming that – and he is right, but you're but you're trading him right now with the risk. How many that times he, do we hold our breath every single time Jacob Chikrin blocked a shot? Sure, but 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 Chikrin also had like, that big. You know, it was a trend with Chikrin. It's he, yeah, Chikrin, it's, Chikrin it's, had two major knee reconstructions. That's different than a couple of soft tissue injuries that Schmaltz has had. That's be, gone on for two three years now. Sure, but the reality is if Schmaltz misses 15 games, he misses 15 games. There's players that will still get traded at the deadline who might not even be healthy until the playoffs. It happens pretty much every year. So Schmaltz's value to a team in the last year of his deal isn't, oh, he's hurt all the time because nobody actually cares. He's either healthy and he's ready to play and you only need him for... 15 games plus the playoffs or he's hurt and can he come back before the playoffs because he's proven throughout his career he is this player his value to a team when you can retain half of 1.9 million on a cap hit that late in the season is astronomical especially when the cap's already risen and a team doesn't need to look at how they're going to fit him for three years plus his no trade clause that they'll have to deal with at that point. I don't think his value drops off. So anybody yeah. that says... If I, again, if I counter all of these points, this is just going to carry on all night. We need to move along. So but what whether, we're going to do... Whether, <laughs> hang on. Whether you counter the points or not, the reality is anybody that says his value will never be higher, I disagree. Maybe next year his value is lower. But if you talk about... The you can't aren't guarantee his value in three years. You can guess at it, but you cannot guarantee it. So right now, no, but, his but value that's just is it. high. His value but that's just it. Anybody that says his value is never going to be higher is wrong. So you know what you can't. How count much on, higher though? can his value get? You know what you can count on though. Way higher. You, know you could not on? get hurt for the next two years and put up eighty points. You know what you can count on. Is if you're missing your favorite NHL games of the week, sign up for a subscription to ESPN Plus, your number one spot to watch NHL hockey by visiting insidetherink.com slash ESPN. So, boys, if I could get the on. helms from you. No, 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 no I'm not even going to bring it up. I'm not going to bring it up. All <laughs> I'm going to say is, we're Coyotes fans. I'm disappointed that neither of you guys are willing to gamble. I was going to keep him. I'm with you, Matt. To what it's worth. I'm with you on this one. I'm disappointed that if you you're a Coyotes fan, you know all about taking gambles. 
He's I got do. the uh, Triforce I of Wisdom. Also, I do. As someone who enjoys casinos, know that the longer you gamble, the less you walk out with. So, like, Amen. that's why, just for me, I don't know. I've lost, a, I've lost a pretty yeah. penny and won it back at the 11th hour. <laughs> I mean, Link's come back from worse. I mean, hey, you know, just bring up Zelda again. Link's we done it, baby. He's done it twice, baby. He's done it twice. for 100 years and yeah. he came back and, and he took some dude's arm. And now he's still doing it again, baby, with his memories intact. All right. So that to say is Tyler, Tyler, question of the week. Question no, of the week. Let's for that. One more thing. Maddie two. Uh-huh. We have a tradition here on the Chirp and Yotes podcast. Oh, we yeah. have a Mount Coyotes more made from every single guest. However, mm-hmm. I'll add a spin to yours. I want two from you, only because you're known as the AZ Sports guy. So I want you to represent not only the Coyotes, but then create one for AZ Sports. Oh, because again. So right. give me your Coyotes one. First, let's see what you got. All right, so it's four players. Right? We're doing just a straight Mount Rushmore. Four players. Right. Mm-hmm. So yep. It's got to be one, Shane Doan. Of course. There's no second. Uh, you have Zabinic McCulloch. I'm going to go with Redeem Verbata, and then the tease of the next generation, Josh Doan, being potentially the first ever Arizona-born player to play for ASU, Tucson, and the Arizona Coyotes. Okay. And for right. the Arizona so sports, I, I gotta ask. Sport. Hang on, before you move right. on to the Arizona sports one, why Zabinic McCulloch? He is the greatest shutdown defenseman in this franchise's history, and that man deserves so much more. I mean, credit of course, right next to Nick Dalmerson, but you know, we, we had Z a little bit longer, and I, I think Hammer. That's unfortunately, fair. No, I, I agree with that. Yeah, there's no wrong answer. So mm-hmm. now your Arizona sports one. Let's there, see what you got. They're one. They're one. I'm just shit posting in your comments. <laughs> <laughs> Shit post in my videos. I, I I would welcome that. But uh for Arizona sports, it has to be Shane Doan. He is the face of the of Coyotes. Without him, and I I will stand by this until I I die. If if he had not stuck it out here, this team isn't here. He he is yeah, the reason. He sure. is the lightning rod. Yep. Number two, it has to be Devin Booker. Everything he's done for this franchise, his loyalty. His valuing of Al McCoy and the, and the history of this franchise, some of the big shots he's hit, that finals run, he's got to be the Suns' representative. Um, after that, I Apex. I, I gotta it's ask, be Gonzo like, because I hit. I was gonna say, how is Gonzo not number one? Like he's the only guy that's delivered a championship to Arizona. Like, yeah, I put he, Randy Johnson over him. Yeah, I do too. But the yeah, thing but, is, like Gonzo still got that hit, and it's like, while I love Randy yeah, it's, Johnson, it's the most iconic hit his in, thing. Craig in, Council, you have really good history. guys. But Gonzo has so to far. get it, and even though, like, some of my favorite players growing up are like Stephen Drew, Justin Upton, Eric Burns. Justin so my Upton, generation might know. be a little messed up. Uh, but it's like, but Gonzo Brandon has Webb. to get it for respect. Yeah, Brandon. I I was there for the the opening day he got hurt. I think that was like the last, like the beginning uh, of the end for his career. That that what a sucked. day that was. Um, and it's etched in my mind, and I don't know why. And then the final one, the final one has to be. For the Arizona Rattlers, Mary, the Latin Mary. Laser oh. himself, who brought the Rattlers three championships. The Cardinals. <laughs> Fuck the Cardinals. We brought the Mary. Rattlers. Three I mean, I'm with you. Mary. I'm with you. Mary. We're gonna have to go with Latin Laser. We're gonna have to go with Nick Davila, and then of course Larry Legend has to be mentioned. But on the back of this, on the show. back of the thing, like, kind of tour around it. You got like a tram <laughs> to go around it. Oh yeah, by the he's, way, he's a. Fun- Larry, Larry is the shame known of football, man. He is. Here, he yeah, is. he is. My thing is, I it's a bias against the Cardinals, not Larry. Larry is a fucking phenomenal person. Larry deserves all the credit he gets, and he is probably the face of Arizona sports. 
I'm a, yeah. I'm a Rattlers fan. I, I, the, the dude Fair led enough. us to a literal dynasty, the only dynasty in this state. Fair enough. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't matter how much shit any of us give you. This is your. Yeah, it's yours. Yep. Coyotes. Yeah, yeah but I should also be able to so. pack up my stuff because that's part like of the banter. That. You got to be able to have like your, your logic behind oh, it. Oh, yeah, no, no. Like I said, I. I'm glad you backed it up and all, but the shit that I might give you for some of your choices, they're just mm -hmm. my own personal. Yeah, I, I totally fun. agree with you. That's all we're doing. We're just, it's not like you, you, you called me a slur or something and told me to yeah, jump off a bridge. Slur. <laughs> yeah, jump off a bridge. Jump off a bridge. Fine, one. You're, right. you're, you're, the one said, you're the one who said, you're the one who brought up the Xbox Live party. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, yeah, would, I would say something about the mustache, but I won't. My wife loves this mustache. You're, That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Not the mullet. There it is. What do you mean? What a fucking champ! Yeah. What a champ! I love it. I love it. <laughs> Your department loves it too. Yes. Rose <laughs> boys. With that being said, you like, question of the week. I'm pretty sure I actually saw you in Joe Dirt. Joe <laughs> <laughs> Joe Dirt too, because I couldn't afford being Joe Dirt. <laughs> Oh my god, this podcast is gonna take it off the air. Uh, this is it, boys. This is like Talking a little less of my Xbox Live chats. And... All right, I so, called you a slur figuratively so and literally. Of the week and let's of the week. Here Haynes. it is. Okay, my question of the week for you, Haynes, is yeah. well, I guess all of you. So we all know that Belly Sports AZ has phenomenal voice um, coverage for the Coyotes or Millionaires or in sport. So my question for you, boys. Choose two non-hockey celebrities to do the color commentating and main announcing for Coyotes games. Haynes, you're first up to bat. Good luck. Gosh, why did I get non-hockey? So it could be anybody, just non-hockey people. I don't want to hear Wayne Gretzky. Nothing. <sighs> Matt, can go first if you're willing to pass it on to him. If you yeah, pass it to I will, Matt, I will, okay. I will pass it. I will. Pass. All right, Matt. One, go ahead. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Morgan Freeman. Oh my God. <laughs> That's that is a mix. <laughs> that is you a know mix. What? I'm going to go <laughs> That's with. A mix. I can jump in here too. Okay. I'm going to go with two basketball guys simply because it would be one of the best play-by-play -play guys ever, with an incredibly entertaining guy who has already said he likes hockey more than basketball. Charles Barkley. We're going to go Kevin Harlan and Charles Barkley. Okay. Matt too. It's it's any non hockey celebrity. Right? Any non hockey celebrity. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go the nerdy route. Um, okay. Growing up watching Yu Gi Oh and Dragon Ball, I need Sean Schimmel and uh, Eric Stewart, who is the voice of Kaiba. Yeah, Goku I, exactly. and Kaiba I knew, yeah, would be I hilarious. Exactly. <laughs> Kaiba and Goku. Can you, wow, that's a in character. Like they gotta be in character. That'd be even better. In, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. In yeah. I can just imagine. It's like, uh, you know. Pull your goalie, you know, it's your, your last you, you chance, your last your pathetic chance. <laughs> you thought buying a defense would save you now, Yuki. Okay, here we go. <laughs> heart of the cards, Kaiba, every time. The heart of the puck. <laughs> All right, Hayden, save me. What do you, what do you got? Man, I have to think there for a second. I'll go, uh, I'll go Mark Wahlberg and John Cena. You can't even see him. Yeah, you don't exactly. need to. You need to hear him. Exactly. That's a good point. Yeah, you don't Carry have on. to see him. You just got to hear his voice. I was going to go with Jeff Goldblum. I think that would be fucking weird. Okay. He's, he, he, I love that guy. I watched his like, stupid versus the world or whatever show he has. I was just like, this guy's a fucking nut, dude. He is. 
Um, and then you know you want to. It was mentioned in the show earlier. You know you want to. Do I though? Yes, you do. Yes, it was pre-show. It was pre-show. You got to do it. I thought that was technically during the middle of the show. Was it? Was it? It was no. All right. Oh, Matthew McConaughey and Jeff Goldblum. That'd be wild. Yeah, let's do it. I was. All right. All right. All right. I see. He says. All right. All right, so oh, hang on. If, if I can, if I get piggyback off of Matteo here, because I didn't think about like, oh, who does voices that would be in character? Yeah. Seth MacFarlane and Kevin Hart. Okay. okay, okay. I'm interested. Or you can do Troy Baker, who does every voice ever. Troy Baker and Dan Green who did Yugi, because Dan Green also did Knuckles. So you can have either Yugi or oh, Knuckles. Oh my god, let's go! <laughs> the color commentary. Oh my god. <laughs> It's shot of the hedgehog in there. Oh my god, yes, please. Chaos control back there in the uh, blue tra- trapezoid formation. <laughs> god, Randy said came out on this one, that's for sure. It's almost good as a Dragon Quest reference. Jack, Jack Black would actually be great, too. That would be a good oh. one. Yeah, he would be good. He'd be the good, like, like the third guy. He'd be like the guy that goes, like, like down below with the players. Like, he'd be that guy. We have. Okay, get get Adam Sandler and Chance the Rapper. I don't know why that just sounds like an interesting duo. Okay, but Chance the, the Rapper has to be his. Uh, let's do that hockey. Yes, character. has to be. Yes, let's. Yes, that's exactly what I'm shooting for here. He has to be. Let's, let's do, that, do hockey. that hockey. All right. So, Mike do you guys remember Aquafina from Jumanji, the Asian lady? Okay. Oh, yeah, what if yeah. she replaced Todd Walsh? Oh my God. I'd hate it. I don't that. hate it. I'd, <laughs> I'd hate it. <laughs> that, that was two vastly different responses. <laughs> what about Mike Myers and two years ago Kanye? <laughs> Before all that. Uh, you know, I think we got enough trouble going on the desert. Let's maybe not have Kanye in this. We got enough problems right now. That's all we need right now is being like, be well, like fish Kanye sticks. West. That makes you be a like uh, love fish South Park. Get Trey Parker oh, to do it. Trey Parker and uh, oh, the guy in the South Park guys. Yeah, that'd be wild. Have Cartman up there. Or Kenny? Because <laughs> you know what? Every it time I hear Cartman, I, I hear like Go Kings Go, and there's no fucking way. Oh, yeah, that fucking video. Yeah. yeah. And the Cowardies take out the puck in the middle. They come around up, Spider's right. Like, oh, my God. I want Butters. Can we have Butters do it? Oh, my God. Oh, come on, guys. Butters I fucking love Butters, butters bro. Yeah, and Kenny. Butters and Kenny. What about Rick and Morty? Did you get booth. The voice is great on me after a while. I found that out yeah. playing high on life. So I just Yeah, I did play high on life. It did get old after a while. Yeah, I was like But man, you get yeah, butters on there interviewing players. Oh my god, I would die. I would die. I would pay to see what, that actually. Right, so what about the actual two guys from Dodgeball? Yeah. Like the bull strategy cotton. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a bull strategy cotton. Oh, so um, um, uh, is it Bateman or is it yes, Bateman? And I can't remember the other guy. It was Jason Bateman. <laughs> Who's the other guy? Double Jason that Bateman. Yeah. Action cotton. Uh, let's see. <laughs> let's see, I looked this one up. Clay, are you talking about Dodgeball the Underdog Story? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the two it, announcers ben Stiller Stiller Stiller. and Ben Affleck. No, the, no, 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 the announcers. Ben Stiller, uh, the two announcers. No, not um, yeah, not the main characters. Jason Bateman and uh, it's, uh, Jason Bateman. I just watched him. Todd McKnight and Jason. Pepper Brooks. 
Yeah. Yeah. What yeah, about Will guys. Ferrell? Would Will Ferrell and Jonah Hill no, do it for a couple no, episodes? No. I think Will Ferrell was cool <laughs> that that uh, Will Ferrell plays baseball thing he did a couple years ago. That was pretty neat. But I don't. I don't know. like Will Ferrell. Let's just let's just get Snoop Dogg in there. I've seen Wait him. I've second. seen him talk. Yeah, he's he right, right, in NHL twenty three though. Hold up. Yeah. What do you mean you don't like Will? Ferrell? All right, guys. Mine. Will Ferrell sucks, man. <laughs> um, mind blowing Mind blowing idea. Okay. Leah Hextall. Oh, there we go. Yes. Because yes. nothing makes you want to jump out of a lake more than that. Nothing makes you. Kirk Gill back back. I know it's hockey, but I want Kirk Gill back back. <laughs> I mean, honestly, rules. Just say I want Doc Emmerich back because yes. there really oh, isn't okay. a better guy no. for calling hockey games than Doc Emmerich. What if we did John Madden just to flip it up? We'll Hanger. steal John Madden away. I would I would want John Madden as a color guy that's like drawing shit on the on the screen, like trying to explain oh, plays God. while Doc and Rick and Eddie Olchek are like what the fuck's wrong what? with this guy? <laughs> uh, yeah, they came over here, uh did a good maneuver this way. You just uh, see he spins here and bam! Bam, that's big time football. I mean hockey. Who does the TNT NBA broadcast? Is it Reggie Miller? Is it, uh, is, it, uh, is it Reggie Miller and Grant Hill? Former son Grant Hill? I don't know. I I don't. They, they're the color commentators. Cool. It's Reggie Miller is the color commentator to Kevin Harlan. I can't remember who Grant Hill is with. We got to get, get one of them in there. We got. Let's go with. Uh, I just forgot my names. Wow. That 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 means it's time to go to bed, boys. It might just be, sirs. Well, so that it for us? Yeah, that it, it who wouldn't who wouldn't want to hear like now here's a guy. Oh my god, uh Joe Buck. <laughs> no, not Joe Buck. Uh, uh, no, uh, Al Michaels. Al Michaels, that's what it is. Yeah. No, that's that's Chris Collinsworth. Oh no, I don't know. Chris Collinsworth. What? I only do one Wolfley. Wolfley. This brother right here. This brother, my brothers, my brother I would get brothers, I, I'm starting. I'm gonna He's... mute it. Yeah, oh, good. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, look at that head. Get Ron, Wolfley. Get Ron Wolfley just for the in the puck squirted through his pads like oh, last night's yeah. tacos. Who's the uh, boom goes the dynamite guy? Uh, oh, you know we didn't. You know we didn't say Al McCoy or Dick Vitale. You can go awesome, oh, yeah. baby. Dick awesome. Vitale. Holy shit, that would be insane, Sweet baby. That would be awesome. <laughs> boom shakalaka. Get the NBA Jam guy in there. Boom shakalaka. What about the guys from NHL hits? I think I think oh, yeah. it's from those Space Jam. Ladies and, and gentlemen. gentlemen. Bruce Banner. <laughs> Not Bruce Banner. What's the guy's name oh, that did the wrestling? Buffer. Michael Buffer. Michael Buffer. Yes. That could be funny. Matt Damon. Why Matt Damon? Okay, I don't know. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. But they have to do a Boston Bruins game. Yes. Okay. Boston yes. Bruins or Boston. Yeah. Yes. All right. What about everybody from that movie, The Departed, and they have to do it all in a Boston accent? <laughs> and back up the up the center. Again, they have to do a Boston Bruins game. That still okay. better than Caprio, Matt options, Damon. Um, all these options are still better than Jack. Edwards Mark Wahlberg, too. like yeah. Oh my God, fuck that guy. What's the guy? Uh, ben Affleck too. He's from Boston, isn't he? Yeah, Thank he you. was like also Duncan in Donuts. The Departed. Yep. 
What about nice Benedict Cumberbatch and Henry Cavill? But they have to use like their their regular speaking voice. That was Doctor Strange, right? Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Geralt. Geralt. But he doesn't sound strange. He doesn't sound anything like that in real life. <laughs> oh, so it's, he's like he's like Hugh Laurie when he's like House, and then he does an interview. Yeah. And you're like, that dude's British. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Do you know? Do you know the actor that blew my mind when I found out he was British was Andrew Lincoln from The Walking Dead. Oh yeah, that was a trip. I remember. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Who's that Andrew Lincoln? Rick. Rick from The Walking Dead. Oh, he's, he's British. British? Mm-hmm. Why are yeah, they all British? Dude, I don't know, but like House will always blow my mind because yeah, it's so it's such a stark so, like. So he was actually I don't know if you guys watched Garfield here, but he was on an episode Andrew of Top Gear. And that was the mm-hmm. first time that like I'd ever seen Hugh Laurie do anything that wasn't oh, House. And he's on Top Gear speaking in a British accent. And I'm like, is this guy like making fun of them or something? And then I found <laughs> out he's actually British. <laughs> yeah, Top Gear guys do it. Go for an Aussie. I love that your go-to was he was making fun of them. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, like, I was like, this I dude's like, making fun Curio. of British people on their show. It sucks watching English football because I I hate the British accent most of the time. So I'm saying you're just like great. The voice is grating. Like oh, and they move it up. Oh, and it, sound, it, like, oh okay, my like God. they can make soccer so much soccer. It is soccer. They can make it so much more enjoyable if all of their American. commentators didn't have that British accent. Except for like uh, just, Martin Tyler, he can stay. He's really cool. He's got the cool British voice. The rest can just. Any of the Mexican announcers that I yes, hear are yes. oh my god, they're awesome. Oh, they're so they're good. Great. Like Twenty minutes. I don't I see, like this. This could make bingo exciting. Bonita, 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 bonita. Like all right, yeah, dude. Those they could make like badminton and bingo exciting. Awesome. I don't like soccer and I don't speak Spanish, but I would watch a soccer game like that. Soccer is amazing. I want to play it, but I'm too fat. It's like a my ankles start acting up. Oh, uh, anyways. Wait, what did we come up with? Soccer boot hockey. Yes. <laughs> I'm smarter this time. I'm a wiser man than I was yesterday. Oh my god! And then boot hockey turned into bukaki, and the show went off the road. <laughs> I'm just gonna stick oh, with the damn it. I guess we'll we'll see you next week. I won't. <laughs> if, if we're not canceled, I mean, at this rate, just, just cancel the pod, boys. I was never honestly. Here. I mean, uh, the PR department's already. I've seen emails just flying I'm in. I'm like, yeah, I know. Tonight. We're gonna get rid of all evidence of this. Luckily, this isn't recording. This is uh, none of us is being sensed. I mean, this is recording, but I mean the video feed. So our faces are hidden. It could be anybody. Put a voice changer your, on all of us. Yeah, we could be a plumber. We can. We could be just normal people. You would never know. Mario Luigi. That's it. See, that's a good movie. Is that an Italian joke? Yeah, I'm not cool with that. I'm Italian. Uh, so am I. Yeah, but I'm sure. more Italian. I'm yeah, got that mustache game, dog. My last name is Matt. What the hell is a French Canadian? What the hell is that? That makes no sense. <laughs> say what the hell is it's a like German American. No, you're just an American with more steps. You'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, but they don't speak German here. They still speak English. <laughs> the Germans. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they got, I mean, when you, when you lose a war the way you did, you kind of got to. You know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll behave. Let's yeah. We'll behave. We'll behave. When we'll the Germans bump the armor. be on the pod, boy. <laughs> we'll behave. Well, we'll speak English. Yeah, we're, right, we're good. Right. Yeah, so, my bad. So look to wind this down. To wind this down, a little bit of 
I, I'm going to share like my a little story here. Um, oh no, my growing up and and what brought me to the Coyotes. Um, nobody in my family is a sports fan. Not a single one. My mom might root for the Steelers when this when they're in the Super Bowl, but she doesn't know who Ben Roethlisberger is. That's like the extent of how non-existent sports were when I was growing up. Um, I became a hockey fan in 94. I was an avalanche fan until the coyotes moved here. Um, I, my family didn't make a lot of money when I was growing up. So I would occasionally get to listen to games on the radio, but we didn't have cable. So I looked forward to playoff hockey. Those first, what, six years that the coyotes were here. Um, and, and that was all I ever got to see them on TV. As I got a little older, um, my parents would take me to one or two games a year, and they're like the best memories I have as a kid. So when anybody brings up, you know, uh, the Coyotes moving is good for the NHL and it's a good thing, um, the first people that come to mind are kids that were in my position but are there right now who... You know, I, I got to play roller hockey growing up because my parents couldn't afford for me to play ice. Um, and, and I still play roller now. I, it, it's part of reliving childhood. Some might call it a midlife crisis, whatever. I don't care what you think. But I don't think people understand how important it is to the growth of the game and to the fans that are here um, who legitimately have something to worry about losing their team, losing. The, the thing that they root for as they grow up um, and what that actually means to them. Um, it's simple to a lot of people, a lot of people who don't ever have to worry about losing a team. So on that note, I, I just, I want everybody to understand why it's so important that the Coyotes get this figured out and why it matters so much to so many fans in Arizona that they achieve a long-term home and start to achieve some success. Because there's a lot of us who hung a lot of our childhood on, on that team. They were something that we got to look forward to every night. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that because I, I was kind of, you know, connecting with Hayes a little bit earlier, whenever he was, we were starting off the show and he was talking about his, his connection with the team. Dude, I was playing roller hockey with a ball and a, a, a right-handed stick. I'm naturally a lefty because donors are righty. I forced myself to shoot righty, shooting the ball in between speed bumps at a trailer park just to try to get some sort of hockey. And like, if it wasn't for hockey, I, I grew up in Java.com arena. My dad worked there. Like literally spent almost every day I possibly could there. My first job was there. I met my wife, because I'm a Coyotes fan, my wow. career prospects exist because of the Coyotes. Like, I literally, if the Coyotes leave, I probably stop making content because I don't care enough. The Coyotes prop everything up, my passion for sports, up so much. If they leave, maybe ASU hockey, maybe the Rattlers, maybe the D-backs, if that. I was, I was thinking about this, too, if they leave. I live in Minnesota now, but... I can't let the Coyotes go. They've been too big a part of my life. I've invested so much time. I've invested so much money. I've invested so much in this team. I, I can't stop cheering for them just because I moved moved states. And I don't know what I'm going to do if they move 
despite the fact that I don't live in Arizona anymore, it shouldn't affect me. It does. I followed them because I was from Arizona. I don't... This has been such a huge part of my life. I write for a website now because of this. We started this podcast because of our mutual love of the Coyotes. Uh, hey, friends. Some of my, of yeah. Tyler, Chase, two of my best friends in the world. I only met through the Coyotes. Matt, who's... I was about to say, not, buddy. I saw that. He snapped up real quick. I realized that. I realized that. No offense. And now we got Matt, too. Matt. Matt, number two. And Haynes, come on. Matt, I put up with this asshole, but we've been through all the Coyotes hockey. And Haynes, you've become like a brother to me, and none of this, none of this is possible without the Coyotes. This whole community, Big Tortilla, who we have on pretty frequently, Mm -hmm. awesome guy. Never meet him ever, not for the Coyotes. This is a community. This is a family. This is a pack. Yeah, uh, it actually is. You know, I mean, I guess to add my story to it, you know, I, I've been through a lot of. Uh, it wasn't really easy, you know. Uh, the army didn't work out for me, and so it was uh, not a good way. But then we got to meet, you know, uh, Grandy and uh, Chase, and turn it around, you know, it was started out just a little dinky podcast, but it's really become a big piece of my life, so it's like, I really, I don't want to think, that was my first thought was, what am I supposed to do, the podcast just got a network, we just started kind of going a certain way, it's like, well, shit, get rid of my hands again, like, what, what the heck do we do, you know, so it's, I have faith, I think we will stay here, ultimately, you know, as depressing as last night was, I think we will stay, we will continue to make good memories, I can't wait to give my future children sweaters, and they... We'll be like, Dad, why'd you give me this team? I'm like, cuz son, that's what we do, baby. We suffer together, baby. We're a family. I hate you. Let's go. I want you to know. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like my dad got me into D backs baseball. I'm stuck with them either way. You know, D backs, as bad or good they are, it's like my dad, he gave me those memories. So it's like I get to pass that on, son. I love you. Future kids, love you. <laughs> but you know. So yeah, it's it is more than a hockey team to me as well. And at all of us, of course. So that being said, uh, anybody else want to add something before we kind of Wrap it up. All right. So next week, our show is going to be focused around some mock drafts. Um, anybody that's listened to the show recently, they know Grandy and I, um, our selections mean money to charity. Um, we're going to up the ante a little bit here. In addition to what him and I are going to donate based on our own personal mock drafts and uh, Tyler as well. Um Grandy and I are each going to donate a dollar per correct pick for every mock draft that's fan submitted that or every correct pick on those fan submitted mock drafts. Um, Mike Gold and Big Tortilla will be on the show with us. Uh, those fall into that. Those dollars will all go towards the Humane Society of Arizona. Um, we ask that anybody that wants to submit a mock draft that will be counted in as well um should be an easy dollar as long as you put connor bedard as the number one pick two dollars if you put fantilli at two we ask that anybody that wants to send in a mock draft either send it to at the chirping yotes podcast um you can send it to either myself tyler haynes or grandy directly on twitter via dm 
post it on, you know, in a tweet, tag us in it, and we'll make sure it gets read out on the show. Um, if we end up with so many submissions, that time doesn't let us do that. Um, you know, we'll still make sure that the money gets donated to the Humane Society based on your picks. We appreciate anybody that submits one. Do one through ten if you want. Do the first five picks if you want. Do a full thirty-two picks. But, Make me and Matt pay, and just everybody yeah. submit the first overall pick. But yeah. join us in there the show. Go. Join us in the show. Mm-hmm. Submit your mocks. We would love to hear from everybody and see what everybody thinks is going to happen at the draft. So, yep. look, let's look forward to in Arizona. Look for that episode to come out probably. You know, Friday. What would that be? Friday the. 26th somewhere around there gives you the nice long memorial day weekend to listen to it so yep that's that's what you get to look forward to next week um easy sports guy i expect one from you i'm just gonna i'm just gonna show up with a top 10 pick and a top 10 draft and it's gonna be all seventh round projections Projections. Fair enough. <laughs> but it's yeah, gonna be, it's, awesome. it's going awesome. to be the roster of the ASU Sun Devils. It's the, Kumo, uh, uh, TJ, uh, Donor, Mastro. <laughs> <sighs> but let's get them, guys. I mm-hmm. my hope my hope is that we get even ten. Ten would be great if we get fifty. I know you guys are trying to make me go broke, but whatever. It's worth it. Let's do it. Let's let's get as many as we can. Um, Grandy, go ahead. Remind everybody one more time. Your charity, how much we're donating per picks personally for ours. Um, I'm doing the American Heart Association. I'm doing NAMI, the National Alliance Against Mental Illness. And our, our and values... The- the values are $5 for a lottery pick because lottery picks are easier. $10 that's, that's for 1 through 16, not just 1 and 2. Yep. Uh, $10 post lottery and then $10 for each Coyotes pick. And then winner has the other person donate, what was it, $10 towards their charity? Yep. I do $20 to you guys. And, I month, and Tyler yeah, so is donating 20 to the winner. Month. Mm-hmm. AZ Sports guy is too, right? 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 I'm can't say selfish. no now. You're on the air. I'm can't a, say I'm no. I'm a selfish son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're fine. I was totally just joking with you. You're totally fine. But watching. Let's get let's get as many submissions as we can. So spread the word. We'll tweet this out throughout the week that you know this is what we're doing. And um we look forward to to seeing what everybody's mocks look like. It's gonna be a fun show. Sure is. It will be. And before we close out. Mr. AZ Sports Guy, any last words? You're not getting killed. We're just leaving the show. Um, I, I'm i just enjoying the amount of really fucking stupid people that are like, see, they're relocating, that are now super pissed that they're not relocating yet, and they're probably not gonna. So it's like, I'm, I'm fucking loving this. This, I'm just having a blast. Yeah, me too. I love it. I will say we are going to annex the Blue Jays. I'm going to make sure that happens. I'm going to rally and petition all around Toronto. I'm going to make that happen. I'm planting the flag. Blue Jays, you're coming home, baby. Don't worry. Daddy's going to save you. I got you. (laughs) We need to Nashville. I'll hold you right here. Like a little baby. Haynes, will you be joining us in our our mock? 
I am hoping to be joining y'all and y'all's mod next week. All right. All right. So it sounds like we're going to have a full cast, at least, at least five or six of us on the show next week. Yep. yep. So, so another big, another big, big one. So get ready for that. Well, is that it boys? If we're ready to rock out of here, let's go ahead and. Boot yeah, scoop. Yeah, Thank you all for listening. Remember to rate us five stars on whatever device you're listening to us on. Thank you so much to, uh, for joining us, Matt. It was it was a real pleasure. It was blast. A lot of laughs <laughs> that we truly needed at we this needed. time. Um, and congrats on the on. I look forward to listening to you and Robin for many episodes yet to come. Hey, the pleasure is all mine. Uh, I'm always down to to use my stupidity to get a couple of lulls out of people. <laughs> oh, the real joy, sir. Thank you so much again. Sound like, you sound like Will Ferrell. Oh, fuck. I oh, forgot to make a Spider-Man Here reference. I was going to be like, oh, I love you guys. I just needed someone to pick up like, thanks. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I understood that reference. <laughs> <laughs> all right. From all of us here at the Trip and oh. Podcast, you have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next week with our mock drafts. And also we'll annex the Blue Jays.